information is power. The Information Man podcast can be heard on nine major platforms on the second YouTube channel as well, Information Man Speaks Podcast. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, CastBox, SoundCloud, and finally, Spreaker. Information is power. Information Man podcast can be heard on nine major platforms on the second YouTube channel as well. Information Man Speaks podcast. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, CastBox, SoundCloud, and finally Spreaker. everybody welcome to the information man speaks podcast welcome everyone welcome to the program and i want to say happy i want to say happy father's day to all the fathers out there uh most definitely i'm going to say it again Happy Father's Day. I want to give a big clap to all the fathers out there tonight. Most definitely, if you are a father, you are the best thing on this earth. We can't deny the fact that black men are great fathers. Not all black men are deadbeat. I've been saying this all day today that I've been on YouTube all day. And I want to say peace to everyone in the chat room. Uh, peace to folks that listen to me on the other platforms, the Spotify, the Anchor, the Google Podcasts, the Spreaker, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, all those different platforms. Um, I'm going to get over there tomorrow on those platforms and specifically, specifically, put some new material on just those platforms tomorrow um sometimes i may drop 
what I'm doing on the YouTube version of my podcast over there. And sometimes I may not. But I want to thank everyone who has been supporting the channel that's coming in. I see we've got R&Y coming in, Back to the Basics, 3D Burns. Thank you for being here. I saw you over there in O'Shea. Over there in O'Shea's. And uh, what I want to do before I get into the meat of the content tonight, and uh, it's going to be pretty easy to break down. It won't take me very long to say what I'm going to say in my critical analysis of the Black Lives Movement in terms of... Now, I'm not, I'm going to say in preference, I'm not going to be putting down people who are certainly out there protesting and things of that nature for what's right. I'm not going to put down black people out there who may not be aware of the things that I'm going to bring up about Black Lives Matter because they simply are about the fact that we got to do something when it comes to black men and women being harmed in this society. So I give them all the respect. So I must preface that before I go further tonight. So I'm going to get into this content very soon because it's just, it's a pretty cut and dry thing. I'm going to use the clips that I have from their website that expresses why we have to look at the Black Lives Matter movement as black people and particularly as black men. What a side eye when I go into my examination. And what I mean by side eye is that is the organization really upholding in its bylaws and its about page as it relates to black men who have been harmed by police as well as black women or are they uh splitting turning themselves into or are they just a intersectional organization and we're going to get into that as well so i thank everybody uh, for being here tonight let me give a clap to everybody in the in the chat room Oh, and let me say peace and love to those out there that are listening live right now uh, out there on Twitter in my, what I would say, my uh, Twitter page live. And matter of fact, let me go ahead and drop the link into Twitter right now. And why I do that, let's take a short, small break while I do that, while I switch over to other music and... Um, here we go in just a moment, folks. I'm glad that you all have shown up tonight as best as you can. And here we go.
Okay, I'm back, folks. Uh, even though I'm on live right now on Twitter by way of Periscope, I still like to drop uh, another link in there um, for people to have an opportunity to come on, on over to the YouTube version, as I have saying before. So with that said, let me get into one of the stories. There's a, a few stories I want to get into and some sound bites I want to play for you. Now, let me get into this. I was on my uh, my brother Keedy's show today. Uh, that brother is deep, and I got in there, and I called up the show, and I said, you know, Clarence Thomas is involved on the Supreme Court, as we all know. And the latest article, and I tried to tell these brothers this, and they weren't really hearing it from my perspective, saying, well, it's a law. It can't be changed. It's, it's for Congress to change, and they're right about that. But what I saw is that the Supreme Court would not even consider listening to police immunity from civil lawsuits. So the Supreme Court's job is not to make law, but to interpret law. But they're not even willing to look and see if it's an unlawful law. They're not even willing to do that. And one of the key figures in this situation, and let me read this for you a little bit here. The Supreme Court refuses on Monday, this was past Monday, to reconsider the legal immunity from lawsuits generally given to police and other public officials accused of misconduct. The justice decision not to hear a case on qualified immunity in their next term, which begins in October, this upcoming October, follows the death last month of George Floyd, an African-American man in Minneapolis, which in police custody, which was in he was in police custody. He's killing his killing led to days of unrest. Whereas peaceful protesters across the United States and renewed national debate about racism and police brutality. The Supreme Court has in its recent decades set a high bar pursuing lawsuits over official misconduct officers behavior must must violate clearly established laws or constitutional rights and courts have found it solely it does not because almost every specific allegation is different in their opinion now here's the part that i want to uh break into Two of the court's current justices have pushed back against that trend from opposing to the opposing end of the ideology, meaning they don't agree with it. The ideologies of different perspectives that people have on this issue. And Clarence Thomas, the court's most conservative member, has complained that the doctrine has no historical basics. Basis. The court he said in 2017, case ritual routines substitutes our own policy preferences for the mandates of Congress. So basically it is Congress that would have to get off their ass and push this issue for there to be changes. So that is the situation. That's the situation, ladies and gentlemen. Now, another thing I want to report to you tonight, and I heard this uh, listening to Brother Tariq Nasheed 
on his program and shout out to him peace to him uh he said that the police they they are doing some fishy things down in um minneapolis minneapolis minnesota they won't allow black police officers to stand guard of chavis they put white officers on him to watch him because there's some concern there's some concern it sends that message that there's concern that the black officers may do him some harm may do him uh no good and we'll have to see that shows you right now that there's a hell lot of a lot of bias a lot of bullshit going on when it comes to this damn policing it is the truth that these police engage in unlawful behavior and so if the police are so good they're always telling us that oh it's not all police that are bad it's only a few bad apples and if there's a few bad apples why do they have to switch up from black officers watching this man to white officers they're showing their bias can't the black officers be just as professional and doing no harm to him even though i don't think the man deserves to be walking the earth right now i i would hope that he gets the I wish they were looking at the death penalty for these guys just the way they are with the Rashid Brooks situation in Atlanta, Georgia. I really wish they would. I mean, I really wish they would consider that. So these men walking around and another one of these guys, I think um, Chavis is out on bail you got the guy lane who's out on bail i think the age the the officer that was asian i don't know if he's out on bail or not but there's the the other the other one who looked like he's uh black you know mix a little bit i was watching Tariq tonight and he actually had live footage of this brother going well he's not a brother shoot what he did to george floyd he was in some store shopping and a woman tracked him down and got him got him on her video footage saying how do you live with yourself how can you come in here and shop you should be in jail you shouldn't even be out free amongst us so there's a lot of shit going on now another report that i want to bring up to you all is the report this one is going to knock your socks off remember they were telling us that well maybe just maybe the officers that were watching George Floyd be killed in the way he was. Maybe the officers need to stop the other officers from doing what they're doing. Well, that I would say would be the most truthful thing to say, ladies and gentlemen. Tell the truth. That would definitely be a truthful thing to say. But let me uh, let me just lay this on you. There's a woman, Carice, Carice Horn, if I'm not mistaken. She was a Buffalo police officer, Buffalo, New York police officer. And there was a brother by the name of Mac, Neil Mackey, who was being choked by an officer who choked him and got away with it. She stopped him from choking him because had she not stopped him, she said that she, he would be not alive today she did her job in stopping an officer from killing a man 
and she lost her pension. She lost her job. She's been fighting this for years. And due to the George Floyd circumstance, this woman is now speaking in the, I believe she said that the, the mayor of Buffalo, New York is possibly looking at changing what happened to her where she would be allowed to get her her pension. So what I want to do with no further ado is let you hear from this sister right out of her mouth. I have a sound bite and you need to hear this folks. George Floyd's death has put a spotlight on police brutality and it's also raised questions about when police officers should stop being bystanders and step in. But back in 2006 in Buffalo, New York, a black police officer did exactly that. Officer Cariel Horn stopped a white colleague from choking a suspect during an arrest. And she got fired for it. Officials at the time claimed that Officer Horn put her fellow officers at risk, including the white police officer whose chokehold she stopped. Well, now more than a decade later, the Buffalo City Council has voted to ask the state attorney general, Letitia James, to reinvestigate Horn's firing. Cariel Horn is joining me now. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Um, because, you. you know, now you have a, a decade later, what a different view, right? I want to know what you thought as you watched the video of George Floyd. It was heartbreaking because I know that he did not have to die had one of those officers stepped in and intervened. And, you know, from my situation, I understand that I did stop um, the chokehold and he does live. So for me, it was really heartbreaking. And I cried for two days trying to understand why no one would listen to me. Because if police brutality is the problem, then I figured out the solution, which would be Cario's law. You know, I should not have lost my pension for doing what was right. Yeah, you had served 19 years, right? You were one year shy of, of your pension. And I see your shirt there. It says, George Floyd needed Cariel Horn. But you watched the video, and there was no one, there was no one stepping in, right? And I wonder if you can tell us what it was like for you in that moment to make that decision. What, what, were, what was your thought process when you decided to step in? Well, I yelled to him. I said, Greg, you're choking him, thinking that, you know, whatever happened in the house, that he would, like, come back to reality and stop doing what he was doing. And he didn't stop. So I grabbed his arm from around Neil Mack's neck. And, you know, they fabricated a story. Um, but, you know, I never jumped on his back, like they said. I simply grabbed his arm from around um, Neil Mack's neck, because Neil Mack was already handcuffed. So... There was enough officers there to control the situation. So what do you think, Cariel, should be done to or happen to officers who do not intervene? Well, like I said, under Cariel's law, they will be prosecuted because you would have the duty to intervene. You cannot stand around and watch someone kill someone, watch someone die you would have to intervene. And it would be a registry, so you can't go from department to department um, with a history of abuse. 
so that there's a way to track track folks right as they move from one area exactly. to another. Um, I, I wonder for you, you know, you are here. You you made a decision at considerable personal penalty, right, to try to make sure that you save the life of somebody. And then you watch that in Minneapolis not happen. I wonder what you think the message, though, was sent. I'm sure police officers beyond where you work heard about you, right? What message was sent to police officers when you were fired for intervening? The message was sent that you don't cross that blue line. And so some officers, uh, many officers don't. You think it's changed, Cariel? I think that it's changing. I think that um, I am here to help change it. So that is why I thought of Cariel's Law, because I want to be the change. I don't want any officer to go through what I have gone through in, in order to save someone's life. Like, I lost everything. I had five children, and I lost everything. But Neil Mack did not lose his life. So if I have nothing else to live for in life, at least I can know that I did the right thing and that Neil Mack still breathes. Can I ask you really quickly, Cariel, are you mm -hmm. feeling good about the chance that your good name could be restored and that you might be able to receive your pension? Yes. I, I hope that the mayor does the right thing um, because, like I said, no officer should go through what I've gone through for doing the right thing. Carrie O'Horn, thank you so much for... Okay, everybody. So you heard it right there. Carrie and Horn. This is an example of a black officer, one of the good officers. When we talk about where the good officers who did the right thing. And as a result of her doing the right thing, she paid the ultimate price, which was losing her job and her pension. All the things that they say, hey, there's good cops. If the good cops just stand, stand up and do the right thing, that they'll be rewarded, that they'll be hailed as a hero. Well, Sister Horn did not get any heroes welcome. She did not get treated fairly. This is a black woman who was just a year away, as she said on there, from getting her pension. And they just treated her like pure crap. They gave her no respect. And now here we are in the year 2020, and there's a possibility that she might be able to get her pension and get reinstated and just get her pension and I can't imagine the financial toll that this is taking on, on that beautiful woman. I just can't imagine the toll that this is taking on this sister here. And since that time, she's been an activist in the community there in Buffalo, New York. And this is the thing that I don't really, this is the thing how they bear, they bury, they bury history and they bury things that happen to black people. I'm going to tell you right now. I didn't even know anything about this case. I didn't know who she was. I don't know how I missed this. 
Can if you be honest with me, everybody in the chat room and everyone listening, if you were aware of what happened to this sister in Buffalo, New York, when she was a police officer, put a one in the chat room. If you did not know who she was, and this was the first time you heard of this story, either on my channel or either just this week, put a two in the chat room, but you've got to be honest. You've got to tell the truth. Tell the truth. You are listening to Information Man Podcast. Thank you, everybody. I just want to make sure that we're all in the same. Yeah. So for those of you who knew about it, that's fantastic. We got six-figure Daves in the house. We got Marlo's Music Channel in the house. We got Art New Style TV in the house. Check, check out all their channels. Check out everybody's channels. Earl Owens. We got ADOS. Boots on the ground that's just come in. Peace to you. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the first channel, the Information Man Show. Definitely appreciate you being here. We've got Jasmine Virgo coming in the house. Maurice is in the house. Peace to you. R.Y. is in the house. Let's see who else. I want to scroll up here and see who else I might have missed. I know I go late, so not going to be as many people. We got Becky chat and learn cave becky in the house peace to you subscribe to this channel subscribe to the first channel the information man show you will find the first channel on the page of this channel as you scroll down thank you for being here back to the basics be one for life young peasy's in the house again becoming a regular over here 3d burns is in the house again so i want to thank everyone that's come in so far i want to continue with the presentation before I get into the meat of the presentation, which is Black Lives Matter, a critical analysis. Let me go ahead and um, I might put, I think I will put a link in the chat room. If anybody wants to come up and further discuss this with me, I won't be on for hours tonight, but I'll get right to the point. If you do, if I do put a link in the chat room and you wanna come on upstairs to talk with me, make sure you get your sound right make sure you mute any background sound get in a quiet place in your house in a room i don't want any background sound this is radio live tonight and it may or may not be ported over to my other platforms if this that's why i, I go by if the sound of the of the uh podcast doesn't sound good then i don't do it so anybody that comes on board you've got to get your background sound together i'm doing a different thing over here on this channel so i appreciate everybody that cooperates with that once i drop the link in there i believe i have real aaron collins coming on live with me tonight as well once he gets settled where he's at and i'll drop a link in there so let's um let me move on to the next story that i want to bring up to everyone's attention that i have in the background another thing check this out it was just reported that there's been another incident in new york where the police choked out a black man and as a matter of fact they choked him out that he went unconscious now he's not dead but the new york police are still at the same old tactics let me let you listen 
to this one. Hang on, folks. gentlemen so there you have it another incident in new york with a black man who was attacked by police again they put a choke on him to the point that he went unconscious we're going to see where that goes they, they, they just don't get it they just don't get it that they just can't continue going around brutalizing people in the way that they do and then you've got officers out here claiming that they're outstanding citizens that they're being used as a scapegoat. And uh, let me go right here and play uh, the New York police officer talking this nonsense again. Listen to this, folks. There's think that Robert Fuller died by suicide, but... Here we go, folks. They are not him. He killed someone. We didn't... We are restrained. And you know what? I'm saying this to all the cops here. Because you know what? Everybody's trying to shame us. The legislators, the press, everybody's trying to shame us into being embarrassed about our profession. But you know what? This isn't stained by someone in Minneapolis. It's still got a shine on it. And so do theirs. So do theirs. Stop treating us like animals and bugs and start treating us with some respect. That's what we're here today to say. We've been left out of the conversation. We've been vilified. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. So there you have it as you're just listening there the they're trying to paint this narrative as if they are the victim but once again they're up to their old tricks as usual still harming people in these streets and this is why you have people getting out and protesting and raising hell when this sort of thing is continuing to happen in american society and don't i'm going to say this again i've been repeating this to everyone in the chat room everyone listening i'm going to keep repeating it again and again and again and again police officers are now trying to do the reverse uh, bamboozle on us by trying to depict themselves a as the victim b as the friendly cop they're, they're putting pictures on social media with children they're trying to uh, 
and act they be and act as if they are um, not to blame for our problems. And I, the other night I did a video breaking down to you how off how much police officers cost each city, cost us annually a year, how much they cost us in the lawsuits when it comes to them being sued by citizens. And because you have a do-nothing Supreme Court, a do-nothing Congress has to be the Congress, we can't get their immune, the qualified immunity that they hide under. We can't get rid of that. And you all saw, uh, I wish I, I should have had the picture prepared, but everybody, I got to do something because uh, Donald Trump had that Raleigh or what did he have? A little... <laughs> I mean, he had that rally where he was up there talking about he's the law and order president, a law and order president who couldn't even fill a basketball arena. And I think I believe that people didn't show up, not just because of this whole propaganda about what they did on TikTok or whatever the hell we call it. I think people didn't show up, A, because people were concerned about COVID-19. I think people didn't show up because they're finally reading and understanding his bullshit some people are looking at the bullshit that he's putting out and they don't agree with it there's some people out there certainly who don't agree with his bullshit and then i think that donald trump i i, I believe that we might be looking at the last months to come of donald trump i think that there's going to be a backlash against his campaign you even got members of traditional conservatives that are cutting loose with this man. Okay, you got generals, military personnel. You've got intelligent agencies that know that this man is a buffoon that is in the White House. And so this gives me great pleasure to do what I'm going to do right now. Nothing but great pleasure to laugh at this man because he couldn't even fill the goddamn arena a man who says that he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. That was some funny shit. I say womp, womp, womp on uh, Trump and his whole movement out there. He couldn't even fill the arena. It was embarrassing. It made me laugh as I just laughed a few minutes ago and chuckled to myself. I think the man is on a course for uh, to crash. I think people are sick of his tactics. And um, I think that Donald Trump might be seeing his last months to come in the White House. I think that uh, everything that has happened may be his undoing it may it just may we, we don't know but uh man he seriously looked like a white supremacist up there the other night the way he was talking the nasty things he and then he lied about people fighting in the outside of the venue that was not true that was not true hell donald trump and his campaign couldn't even feel the they made an outside for overflow they couldn't even feel the overflow Unbelievable.
You are listening to Information Man Podcast. That's right. So let's get into the meat of the of the context of the podcast here. Let's talk about Black Lives Matter, everybody. I'm going to put a series of thumbnails up. Now, everybody in the chat room, put a one in the chat room if you feel that Black Lives Matter is really trying to uphold the things that have been happening to black men in particular, as well as black women. But are they really focused on the issues that are impacting black people, particularly black men, when you look at their bylaw, they look at their about page, and you look at some stuff that makes you scratch your head. Not up here. Put a one in the chat room if you think they're fully about black people or just this whole rainbow bright situation. Now up here, this was in the San Diego border. The Black Lives Matter Global Network Activism from the state of California and a consortium of Black Lives Matter activists from across the country gather at San Diego's border to demand just and humane treatment of immigrants, migrants, and refugees. Now, second of all, let me tell you something right now. They are trying to bite off more than they can bite, than they can eat. First, Black Lives Matter was supposed to be about what was happening to black men as well as black women when it comes to police brutality. Now they have spread their wings so wide that they want to now talk, they want to now fight for migrants. The migrants that are over the border in Mexico, one, don't, a lot of them don't come from Mexico. A lot of them, guess what, folks? I saw a video on this. Do you know a lot of those folks that, that went to the border, they were being bussed in they were being bussed in by buses. They didn't walk all the way. A lot of them came from Central America, Central America. And I saw video, video of these migrants walking with sandals on, walking with flip-flops, having walkmen they're listening to, all sort of things. You can't walk from Central America all the way to the border of the United States and your socks look clean. You're wearing uh, uh, things that you can't walk in in long distance without those flip-flops being torn apart. On the on this, I saw this video that I, that I had a chance to watch actually showed some of these people coming in from across the border being piped in on buses and that they were being, that this was all an orchestration of social engineering. Now, the migrants are not citizens. We got black people still suffering over here, and we got Black Lives Matter trying to act like they can be, they're caping for everybody. Then you got this thing called refugees. Guess what? The country that they came from is responsible for them. We are not, we can't take everybody in. We've got people living in America that are living poor 
living paycheck to paycheck. And when you allow all these people to come into this country, then the question has to beg the different, where are they going to live? Where are they gonna get jobs? Guess what, folks? They're gonna move into our communities. They're gonna move into the East Oakland, the West Oakland. They're gonna move into Los Angeles. They're gonna move into neighborhoods where black people live that are low on the socioeconomic ladder and they're going to impact the social services. They're gonna impact all the services that America owes black people because as, as ADOS, as ADOS, this country owes black people the debt that they owe us, which is the reparations, a debt that is owed. How the hell are you gonna be paying and taking care of other people in other countries that came over here by caravan, by bus, then they were dropped off in certain parts of Mexico to make it look like they came in from Central America, which they did, but they didn't come, they didn't walk that whole way. So, and I live in California, we're catching it very difficult. Now, you know that these migrants and illegal immigrants that come into this country, if they drive a car and they hit you or me driving, well, guess what? We can't sue them. We can't catch nine, 10 times. They can run right back across the border. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Black Lives Matter, which I, am in the beginning, believe that Black Lives Matter like you, these three sisters that created Black Lives Matter like you, I believe that this was an organization that was for the um, uplift of black people, the uplift of what was happening to black men being brutalized by police in this country. I believe that they were for the uplift of black women. I believe this was an organization to address our single needs and not an organization that would be spreading itself out all over the place. Now they mentioned that they don't wanna be about nationalism let me put something up here. This is their own words from their own website and everything I'm reading you can find on their own website. We are expansive. We are a collective of liberators who believe in inclusive and in specifically movement, a movement that includes everyone. We also believe that in order to win and bring as many people with us along the way, we must move beyond a narrow nationalism perspective that is all too prevalent in black communities. Now they're telling you straight up that they don't believe in nationalism. What is that nationalism? They don't believe in the collectivism of black people. We're the only group in America that seems not to get the fact that we need to be collectively working together. Black Lives Matter in the beginning gave this impression that they were about collective amongst black people coming together because we were the main ones out there protesting. You didn't have white folks and all these other folks that have now joined in. And it concerns me because they put this in there, which I think is a disrespect that beyond the narrow nationalism that is all too prevalent when black communities, we must ensure we are building a movement that brings all of us to the front. 
Now, I'm going to say it again that I have a problem with this whole all this whole uh, intersectionality, this whole we're all that we're all in this together. And I'm getting sick of hearing the word people of color. Black people in America have specific issues that we need to focus on for ourselves. Every other group and race of people focus on issues that are related to their needs, their concerns. Why is it that we as black people continue to want to play the international love fest game for everybody? We need to have a collective system order, which is why I like ADOS because ADOS is speaking to a lineage of black people born here in America and what has happened to us. We've got my man Ghost coming into the second channel. Everybody give brother Ghost a greeting. That's that's OG J Speed. He goes by that name as well. Make sure you check out his channel. He came on board. I'm going to uh, mod him up. He came on board with me the other night, the other day ago, this Saturday, talking about Father's Day. And I had a great time with that brother. I had a great time with all the brothers talking about these issues about fatherhood. And yes, as you see on that side corner, black fathers do matter. And so one of the things that really bothers me about this Black Lives Matter movement is that it has gotten away from centering itself around black people in America and the things that we go through. And I got to tell the truth always. Tell the truth. You are listening to Information Man Podcast. They have gotten away from everything because when they first came on board, it was Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin, and they said this in their own words, Trayvon Martin was the single young man that united this Black Lives Matter movement in the beginning. Everybody remember the, he went to the store for Skittles and a drink that was the old thing everyone saying and he was tracked he was being tracked down by someone who claimed to be a night watchman and George Zinnemann which was total bullshit total total bullshit information is power that's right information is power so this is a movement that made its bones made its uh, whole fame off of the life of black young men and, and black men. Men like brother Walter Scott, who was shot in the back three times in South Carolina. Men like Michael Brown. Remember, hands up, hands up and don't shoot. Brother Michael Brown became a victim in Ferguson hands up and he was shot so black lives matter really started to get their momentum off of these two young men here trayvon martin 
and Mike Brown. So from there, when they came on the scene, I'm like, okay, I'm digging this Black Lives Matter thing. I mean, it's really about, you know, what's happening to black people. You know, you got black women that have taken lead in this. And I personally, maybe it's the, maybe it's the male chauvinist in me, but I believe that black men personally, when it comes to the black family, we should be taking lead when it comes to these super move movements. We should not have to have our black women in the front line of these type of movements. My man, Aaron Collins is coming on. I'm gonna put a link in the chat room very soon to bring people on board. And if you come on board, please do the best you can to get your sound, get yourself situated wherever you live, your house, your room. If you got people over kids, please. I don't want any back sound. Just go to a nice place in your residence to talk when I put the link in there. So I'm gonna bring brother Real Aaron Collins on in just a moment as he's just come in. But I need him as well to make sure that he has his sound together. I'll bring him in in just a moment. So you see here on the thumbnail, you've got black women who took lead. And I said, okay, okay. You know, I'm used to seeing brothers up front leading these movements, but the black women were, were leading it. And I begin to believe that, okay, the movement, the Black Lives Movement was about family, right? Did you see right there, family. You know, black man, black woman, black young son, black young lady, a perfect family, right? I'm thinking, man, this is what it's all about. And as you can see, once again, black men do take care of their families. Happy Father's Day again to the black men out there. And so I'm thinking, okay, they're about family. They're about, uh, it's gonna really be about black people. And then everything took a turn for I don't know what. And I'm like, what the hell? When you start having stuff like this. And I said, well, wait a minute, what's happening here with the Black Lives Movement? What is it becoming? What is it morphed into? I mean, what's happening? Tell the truth. And I'm saying to myself, what is really happening, ladies and gentlemen? And so I'm like, I'm trying to understand this. I'm trying to figure this all out. But then when you read this whole issue about we are a collective of liberators. And then when you read things like this about, we affirm the lives of black, queer, and trans folks, disabled folks. Okay, I get the disabled folks situation thing. The undocumented folks. See, what they're doing is they're fighting their fight on all these different fronts and spreading themselves very thin into other groups which is diluting what the movement was, well, I thought was originally about what was happening to black men. They used the death of black men to ride into this whole intersectional uh, movement of people who are gay, 
um, undocumented folks with records, okay, records, women and all black lives along with gender spectrums. Interesting, folks, very, very interesting. They say here, our network center, those who have been marginalized within the black liberation movement. And that would be people that are gay, people who are of different gender um, practices and beliefs. And I say, okay then, but don't those groups already have their own organizations? See, black people, we can't ever have anything that belongs to us. Because if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, folks, Every other group has their own organization that's focused on them. The LGBTQT, they've got their own organization that singly focuses on them. You don't see um, many of us trying to rumbush their organization, right? Men, uh, men that are gay, they have, I mean, everybody has their own organizations that speak to their issue hell you've got gun rights organizations that speak to people that like guns so why is it that when we have a black organization that we thought was for us that we now have to spread ourselves into connecting with everyone else and making everyone else morph into everyone else take their organization their organizational structure and take over our organization now black lives matter to me doesn't seem like it's black lives matter it seems it's something else it's become something else that it's morphed into that concerns me i thought it was about black family life the black family the black man but yet when you look at their about page yeah they bring up the issue of mike brown and they brought up the issue of trayvon martin but there's nothing in there about page that says anything about black men that we're about protecting they don't even have a word saying that they're about protecting black men they're about protecting the black family that they're about protecting black children they're about protecting the issues around what focuses on us now even though they are out there saying that they are against police brutality they've allowed themselves to allow themselves to be overtaken by others. Now, one can make the argument that Black Lives Matter has never really been a black organization because we know that George Sora is the main individual that's been financing this organization. We know that George Sora is into social engineering everybody we got gregory x in the house i'll put some some of your comments up on the screen in just a moment we know that george sora is into manipulation he's a liberal don't be fooled by these liberals don't be fooled by liberals at all tell the truth and so I've always been taught that he or she that writes the tech check and finances a movement controls that movement. So Black Lives Matter has now become more, it's becoming corporate, it's becoming mainstream because they got everybody and their mama that's morphed their way into it. 
you've got people with other lifestyles, other uh, perspectives that have morphed into it. And my thing is, does that water, my argument, does that water down what the organization stands for, what it's about? Does it water it down? Now, let me make this very clear to everybody out there. Everybody has the right to their sexuality, to be with who they want to be with. I don't care. You have the right to that. So I'm not on here trying to bash anyone's sexuality, who they want to be with, even if I don't agree with their sexuality. I'm simply saying, why is it that black people can't have an organization that speaks to our needs? All these other groups that they have made a part of Black Lives Matter because they believe that a coalition will save them. Hell, black people had a coalition with Jewish people and other people doing civil rights movement. And guess what? All those other groups that were a part of our movement, they got what they wanted and they went on about their business and left us holding an empty goddamn bag. And I'm going to tell you right now that the other groups that have become a part that have morphed themselves into Black Lives Matter, when they get what they want out of Black Lives Matter, they're going to leave these three black women. And I know that I believe that these black women are lesbian or gay, and that's their business. I'm not hating on that. That's their business to be with who they want to be. But they're going to get left loose. They're going to, when these other groups, other groups of people get what they want out of Black Lives Matter, because that's been the history in this country where people piggyback off of black people. They ride our backs until they can't ride us no more. And when they get what they want, they get the hell out. I'm afraid that these women are going to be left holding a really empty bag. And I'm going to tell you why. While we're talking about racism in this country, uh uh-oh, I'm going to get controversial here. Why is it that nobody wants to talk about the racism of the gay community? You have people in the gay community that you have black people in the gay community who have said that they have felt racism from the white gay community or from those in the gay community. Remember Michael Sam, the football player? Everybody Got excited about him because he was the first openly gay football player to be drafted in the NFL in the modern time. And then a lot of people assume this whole thing like Billy Porter, who's got some serious mental health issues, trying to blame black people for whatever happened to him in his upbringing by saying that we're more racist, that we're more uh, white supremacist-like than white people when it comes to our hovaphova homophobic and that that homophobic word to me is a nothing burger because that means if you break it down it means fear i don't fear a person that's uh, gay i may just not believe in their lifestyle doesn't mean i'm going to stop them from doing what they want to do with who they want to be with long as it's it's someone of age but billy porter was talking all this crap on social media michael sam said that he being a gay, openly gay black man, he never received as much as much racism and bad treatment from the black community as he was treated within the gay community, particularly by white 
gay people, and that's a fact. White gay men in this country have power. They have political power, they've got money, they've got control. So the question is, like always, these other groups are gonna get what they can get out of Black Lives Matter to push their narratives, to push what they want for themselves. Now, those that are gay, have they have an organization that fights for their rights. Why can't black people have an organization that fights for our rights exclusively? That's what I thought Black Lives Matter was gonna be about when they were chanting the name Trayvon Martin, when they were chanting the name of Mike Brown, hands up, don't shoot. Unbelievable. Once again, I want to thank fathers. This is Father's Day, and I want to give every father in the chat room, every father out there listening, and every father that will listen to this podcast a clap. Information is power you are listening to the information man speaks podcast you are listening to information man podcast the information man podcast can be heard on nine major platforms on the second youtube channel as well information man speaks podcast spotify anchor apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Podbean, CastBox, SoundCloud, and finally, Spreaker. Now let's get back to the Information Man Podcast. So let me bring Brother Aaron Collins into the program. Let me go ahead and put a link in the chat room if anybody wants to come upstairs uh, and have further discussion about this issue. I, I'm concerned in this way because there are black people out there that are protesting in good faith, wearing their Black Lives Matter shirts. I get it. And there are some that are not aware and some that are aware of what's happening. Now I see that Black Lives Matter feels that by collectivism, have by having a collection of all the other people out there, that they can truly make a change if they have a coalition of allies. And I'm telling you right now, black people, we don't really have true allies. History and someone come up here on the panel and tell me if I'm wrong or right, people in the chat room. We don't have a, whenever black people get into this ally thing and we start getting some momentum other groups get what they want from that and then they go ghost on us leaving us as i said before what an empty bag of nothing and i'm gonna tell you right now it ain't funny <laughs>
Okay, brother Aaron Collins, come on into the program tonight. Make sure you're in a good space and area to start speaking, brother. Welcome to the Information Man Speaks podcast. Brother Aaron, unmute yourself. How are you doing tonight, first of all? What's going on, brother Info Man? Can you hear me okay? Yes, you sound great. Thank you, so, thank you. So, Aaron, uh, you're in the Los Angeles area, brother. This is uh, this was Father's Day, and um, did you see anything out there? Did you see brothers with their kids? Because you know they'd be lying saying that black men don't spend time with their kids, that we don't, we're, that we're we're lazy and shiftless and don't take care of our children. Did you see any brothers out there with their kids today? You know, actually, I did take a walk today. Um, I didn't really see too many kids out there, period. I think I've seen a few um, people with their kids. But I didn't really see any brothers specifically out there, not saying that they weren't out there. I mean, I was pretty much just in one central location anyway. I just went to go do something real quick and, and come on back home because I wasn't really trying to be outside that long to begin with. But I didn't see too many of them. Um, so, so the answer to that question would be a no. Okay. But I know they were out there. You just probably didn't see them as an individual. But let me go ahead and ask you this question, brother. And we got uh, the ghost coming in. I'll bring him in very soon. Let me ask you a question here. Very important, brother. And that is, what are your thoughts about the Black Lives Matter? You, you, I read over there, and everyone knows this by now. I read over their website. They are into intersectionality. They are into bringing all other groups of sexuality and preferences and situations on board. I get that. I just simply feel that it waters down a movement that I thought in the beginning was about the black family, about the black men, because they've been writing success. Uh, they've been writing on a flow of success off of black men's back. And I said this uh, on Saturday when I had brother, brother uh, J O G J Speed on, that it seems like people celebrate black men when we're dead more than they celebrate us when we're alive. And so, other groups, Brother Aaron Collins, have organizations that meet their specific needs. But once again, black people, we want to bring everybody into what we're doing. And I feel it waters down what we as black people need for our issues. What are your thoughts? I agree with you so much, 100%. Matter of fact, I've even said this before. But we are so inviting of other people, of other groups. I mean, it's sickening to me that we have to feel that we have to just roll out the the, the um the, the olive branch for everyone else to, to join us as if we need help. I mean we can help ourselves. We we that's the problem. We we, we never bothered to help each other. And as far as the organization itself, I said this um a long time ago that the organization's been very much co-opted. Now I agree with the idea that the the grassroots movement, that the notion of Black Lives Matter but in no shape, form, or fashion do I have any um, inkling or any even favor toward this organization as it is now. Because it is, we, as we know, it, like you said, it is bankrolled by George Soros, a white billionaire who could really care less about a black life. He's just getting paid, and, and he's basically financing and putting more money into this white supremacist machine in society that we live in so mm -hmm. really what he's doing is financing them and we're still uh, as you put it left holding the bag hell, hell matter of fact 
We don't even have a bag because we barely have anything to put in the bag. Right. We're always left holding the bag. No, brother, hold on to your thoughts. I'm bringing uh, the ghost in right now. Want to get his thoughts about this issue. He might have a different perspective. Uh, he's an elder statesman. He's been around the block and he's very he has wisdom and experience. So let me bring in the ghost. And then after the brother makes his statements, we'll also bring in uh, back to the basics who's come onto the panel as well. So the ghost, brother, give it to us. Uh, what are your thoughts this late night? Hey, I'll praise it to you, my brother. We run into traffic again. All uh, <laughs> <laughs> due respect to you, my brother, for doing what you're doing. Uh, I think when we were on our last show that we had, we even brought up the website so we don't have to use our words, what they say. We brought it up and showed the world what they believe in. And um, they have another agenda. And, uh, and we put it up there. And matter of fact, they even call women. They have a new word for women called cis. Cis gender spelled with a s-i-s so what they're saying they're trying to abandon the uh rights for cisgender which means that's the gender you was born under they're trying to uh, um take your rights away and give it to transgender and if you look at that what we believe in on the, actually on the website you will see they put everything in trans and trans black and, and all kinds of other things for they even get to black lives matters concerning black men. So y'all can see for yourself. You can go to the website. We're not talking against a group. I think they what they did, it took a slogan, turned a slogan into a business. And most people who are out there who are marching they're not marching under the banner banner of the business they're marching under the banner of the slogan because they really think the slogan is separated from the business and that's what's so confusing for the young people because they really don't know what black life matters stand for because what it says is black life matters they think it's about the condition of our community versus our organization who's trying to push our agenda that has nothing to do with black life matters because you have never seen them in an abortion clinic. You have never seen them in Chicago. You have never seen them in places where our people are dying by the thousands and thousands of years other than using what we call shock news that they attach themselves to whatever is hot and is dealing with the police, but they're not dealing with the issues across the board. If black life matters, then all black life matters. Okay, Brother Ghost, let me ask you this respectfully, brother. Was I right or wrong when I said, uh, isn't there a history where black people have a movement and then other groups come aboard that movement and then they get what they want out of it and they go about their way. I know uh, we had Jewish people that were involved in marching, but it seems like once they got whatever they needed out of it and other groups, uh, they sort of said, okay, we got what we got out of these Negroes. We can go and do our thing over here and uh, leave them to themselves. 
I mean, isn't there, isn't there, hasn't there been a history of that? Um, well, give me, give us some perspective if I'm wrong. Historically, historically, that's been our case, not only in our movements and law cases. If you look at uh, the plastic and you look at Brown versus education, it was due to the fact that the experiment was done to show the inequalities of education in our community. The white schools was getting $600 and some of the black schools were getting anywhere between $200 and $400. And so when the NAACP started this suitcase against the school board, they was wanting equal amount of money to go into the school boards. What happened is by the time that case went in, they hijacked it and said it was, it was not equality for schools to be separated. Now, that's not what the black people, when they first went in, was wanting. They were just wanting equality of uh, funding for their schools because we still was turning out good students. But see, this is the thing that when you're dealing with the system of white supremacy, when you go in with a good fight, they find some way, some way to water it down. And that's just one. Number two, I love Martin Luther King. But a lot of people don't understand all the marches, a lot of the marches that he was put in, he was put in as a head spokesman. And there was nothing wrong with that. But you got to understand most of the people were college students, Nick, uh, 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 Strokey Carmichael, and a lot of other bro young brothers who was warriors. These people was out there pushing the issue, even the Black Panther Party. Some of the members, yeah, it was integrated by the FBI, but they was pushing for strong things for the, our community. Well, what they did was uh, took Martin Luther King, invited him into the Kennedy Hotel and told him, the, uh, can he uh, control this march on Washington? He said, I'm not even the one who called on it. He said that it was Nick who called on it, the young people who called on it. And so they made him the, the spokesman of that march. And so it's played itself in and out throughout historically how our movements have been hijacked from people that we didn't even know even existed. I mean, come on now, let's think about it. When did all of a sudden the Black Life Matter come on the scene? So you got to ask yourself that question. Did you ever hear any such thing before these brothers start getting choked out and killed, shot down and stuff like that? How did they come up on the scene and how did they become the poster child for our movement? Right. And so when you understand how things have been done historically, then you can understand why we are in the position we are in today. Right, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Uh, I've been always, I've been wondering about that. How did they come out of nowhere? And now, which, and you know, and you know, brother, before this happened to George Floyd, Black Lives Matter was kind of dormant for a minute there, and all of a sudden, the George Floyd situation takes place, and bam, it just sprung extra wings for whatever reason, because, and like, like the brother said on Brother Art's program. They never really were an organization that was created by us in the first place. Someone else has orchestrated this. As you said, George Soros was behind this, and they've got a lot of other corporate money that's tied to them, definitely. Let me bring, if I can, uh, Sister Back to the Basics on. Come on in. Give your opinion tonight about this issue. 
Sister, uh, back to the basics. Come on in. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, get your yes, sound. You get your sound together. All right, come on back in. Back to the basics. I heard so her. Oh, uh, yeah, she's gonna come back in. Uh, Aaron, you have anything else you want to add, brother? Yeah, um, man, this is some good stuff. What's up, brother Speed? Um, hey, in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been around. Uh, I've been hanging out with Info Man every weekend. Um, okay. But yeah, what you're saying, uh, you know, it's like I think um, Info Man, you said this before, is that that they don't they don't want to see black men happy. That black men, we pretty much cry in the dark. That no one wants to, to hear black man's tears. No one wants to, to hear our pain. They they would much rather us just die away. And like you said, with the with them like our our organizations, well, one perfect example, the NAACP. It's not exactly a black owned organization no more either. It's been heavily co opted. And as you know, um, I've recently went to some of these protests and, and I see um it's mostly a whole lot of not us in these protests. Now, yeah, I know the whole thing, like Brother Speed was saying that, you know, Black Lives Matter, you no, know, okay, it's real cute and it's real, it's a, it's a phrase, it's, it's trendy. That's basically what's trending right now, it's Black yeah. Lives Matter. They got right. the shirt and stuff like that, and I have a few of the shirts myself. I mean, I do, I do want to support the movement. I understand the, the essence of it, and I want to support that. But I can see right now, it, it's very profitable now. It's, it's, a, it's a money maker. This is, um, this is all about propaganda and profitability right okay. now. That's what it is. But Aaron, and, Aaron, let me say this. I got to stop you there before I bring, I'm going to bring back to the basics in, but I have to give you just a small pushback. You're saying that you still support the movement, but if what we're breaking down tonight and what a lot of people are learning is that then what are you exactly supporting, Brother Aaron? Because that's basically their intellectual property. When you buy a Black Lives Matter shirt, it's actually people when they see that on you they're associating it with everything that you're seeing out in the streets right now so for example if they're saying that they want to be that they want to be inclusive of people different sexual preferences and everything as you can see on the screen here the thumbnails the pictures of what this is all about then then when you put that shirt on you have to ask yourself what is it what is it really representing when on their own website they're not they're talking about they're not into uh uh, uh nationalism they don't want to be singular minded as it relates to just black people they want their movement to be this broad sc scope of inclusiveness of other people specifically they say the sexuality stuff which i can get that because i believe that the ladies that created this themselves I believe may be gay or lesbian themselves and that's their business what they do in the bed but i'm asking the question tonight what are we really promoting or think that we're promoting when we yeah. put on their paraphernalia that's uh, yeah i'll answer saying, that brother. question and i see what you mean too um the show to actually have um is it was i didn't buy it it was actually given to me but i, I do see the I, I do see what you're saying and it actually what I was saying, it's basically been a marketing ploy. Matter of fact, um, it's like when people say that it's 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 real trendy. It's like it's like it's the, the cool thing to say now, and 
it's like the, the truth of the matter is that black lives have always mattered. I mean, personally, I wish we didn't even have to say that. But I look at Black Lives Matter the same as, as a reminder to tell people that Black lives are also part of the collective of other lives that are out there. We know all lives matter, but all lives have not been treated equally like they matter, specifically our lives, because of this, this, this um, system of, of strategic white supremacy that we live in. I mean, we have been getting killed, murdered left and right and still are. That's why we have to remind people, well, Black Lives Matter also. And that, right. that's then uh, that's how I feel about that. But personally, though, I wish we didn't even have to say that. Right. Let me say, let me give, before I go over to back to the basics and get back to the ghost as well, let me say peace to uh, Six Figure Daves, Miss Mohawk Aborigine, Jackie's in the house, Alexander is in the house, love that brother. We got Gregory X is in the house, R y is in the house sex run room sex is in the house <laughs> um a lot of good folks at um uh, you know 3d burns in the house oh we got my man tr of the tr news and review make sure y'all check that brother out that's my brother there he's always coming over and checking me out these late night shows have actually been kind of successful for me i don't know what it is but they've been working so i'm gonna keep this channel operating like that um I really appreciate everybody coming over. I got to give you all a clap, everybody in the chat room and everybody listening. Information is power. Okay, let's get back to the program. Back to the basics. Come on in, sister. Break it down for us. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, you sound much better now. Okay. Um, I would like to say I'm just really appalled by really this whole Black Lives Matter. Um, it, it just seems to me that the whole LGBT community and transgender slash gender like neutral agenda is just being forced down my throat. And it's like, I don't want that. I mean, if I got it that it was, you know, black women who who uh, started this, but why can't I have the right to choose if I want to be a homemaker to be a homemaker and not be forced to do something else that I don't want to do? It just seems it's just a little bit too much for me. And and to, and to even not even have the black man even be a part of that, even to be mentioned on their website is just disrespectful to the utmost. Um, I, I agree with you. Let me ask you this question from a female's perspective. I, I, I know that this is an organization that is run primarily by women. They've taken the ball and run with it, as you can see here on the thumbnail. This is uh, the classic uh, look of the uh, black, you know, the Black Lives Matter. You got the sisters there doing their thing. From the unsight, you look at it and you say, okay, go on, sister girls. Go on, do your thing, you know. Um, and then you see things like this town hall on June 3rd, this past June 3rd at 6 p.m., uh, LBGTQ voices to combat uh, racial violence. Now, now, don't get me wrong. Uh, I think, I'll, I'll be honest, I think it's great that the gay community wants to be against uh, racism. But if you heard what I said earlier, sister, the gay community, particularly within the white gay community, which 
which the white gay community actually controls the gay community. They're the ones that have the money and the power and execute the narrative that many of us black people, black people who are in that movement are being led by. Okay, now, I think it's great that they are against racism, but they need to address the racism racism within the LB, LGBTQ community. Because I'm, I, I've heard from black people that are gay themselves say that they have felt racism and marginalized within that, that, that movement. You, you, you get where I'm coming from? Uh, yes. Um, the thing yeah, is... If they're going to be about that, then don't say Black Lives Matter. Just say LGBTQ Lives Matter or Black LGBTQ Lives Matter and just leave it at that. How yeah, about because, that? Because because what my whole premise tonight is that we already have the LGBTQ, their, their organization, that's their organization founded by their people. For, for people that are of that lifestyle. So they've got an organization that's mobilizing, that's working for them. Hell, they were able to lobby uh, Obama, President Barack Obama, they were able to lobby him to get things set in their motion. And check this out, check this out before I, before I render my mic. What I just said earlier tonight, they use our movements to get a win for themselves. They just got a win in the Supreme Court. Both the uh, both the DACA got a win, and once again the LBGQ community got another win against against Trump. While they got a law, they got the civil rights um, acts and laws to work in their favor. Now, well, I'm keeping a goddamn scorecard and telling the truth tonight. Nobody can stop me. Tell the truth. Where is the win in black people who are out there in these movements protesting and have been protesting? Where has been our wins? Everybody else is getting a win. We've been taking goddamn L's. Now, somebody on the panel, tell me, where's our win? I'm not talking about our wins in the 60s and the years before I was even born. The civil rights, that movement has been hijacked by other groups that are getting wins today while black people are continuing to take losses today. Somebody please yeah, tell I me. Agree. Yeah, I agree with you saying that. I agree. Man, I wanted to mention, and um, hey, Shalanda, how you doing, Queen? I want to um, to say um, this, that, you, that you're right, that there's even racism within the LGBTQ community as far as um, whites and, and blacks. And I want to mention this, and by default, when we say Black Lives Matter, they should know that obviously by, by the, the, the fact that they're melanated, that they're black, that they are black people, Eidos, whatever you want to say, that they are they their lives actually do matter too, that we actually collectively do include them. But they want to add the fact that they want to add the, um, the sexual, the gender stuff. I mean, they they don't they don't know to leave that out. I mean, listen, the fact that you're a black person, period, your life matters. We know that. We shouldn't have to say black trans lives or black gay lives. We shouldn't have to say that. Matter of fact, um, I don't know if you all know this. Perfect example. I was looking at a video today from Nicole's view. She talked about how Jasmine Jackson, who's um Joe Jackson's granddaughter, was actually attacked in in a hate crime attack by get this a hispanic trans woman simply because she was black 
calling her the N-word, stabbed her and everything. Damn near killed her in Vegas because um, she's her, her, her neighbor and she thought she was making too much noise and she just ran and just stabbed her up simply because she's black. So, so as far as the so-called black and brown coalition, we already know that doesn't exist. But this was a, a Latino trans, I mean, a Latino trans person, trans woman, and, but no one t- talks about that. And she had a good point when she said, so why don't the, the trans people talk about that also? They, they, or the LGBT people talk about that when, when, they, when, when they have criminals within their group, but they want to talk about how LGBT people are attacked and killed. And yeah, I get that. It's true. But what about when LGBTQ people attack and kill? One of us. You right. brought up. I would I would agree. I, I agree with that, that there's a lot of um, uh, uh, what I would call um, contradiction, hypocriticalness. And this is I'm going to get let me just report this to everybody. Uh, and, and you you should know you probably know about this already because you're from Chicago, brother, real Aaron Collins. There's a situation going on in Chicago right now where you have those in the Puerto Rican community or the Latin kings in the Latin community that are saying, you know what, we're going to think group first and we're not letting nobody come into our neighborhood. So they're, oh, yeah, taking, they're, they're, they're taking arms out there. So that's what I'm saying. Every mm-hmm. see, It seems like every time black people want to do something that speaks to us and us only, that other people look at us and say that ain't right. You, 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 you. Now you're being reverse discrimination, and then we feel the need because black people are such. A, you know, we got a panino gland at work, so we have empathy and sympathy for other people. So then, what do we do? We bring other people into our movements, and then, like I said before, they get what they want out of it. They leave us holding the bag. They leave us looking silly, um, and just like. Um, uh, the you know the history well, there was a history of a gay club I think it was in New York where there was a riot or what have you guess what the riot happened because there were two transgender uh, black transgender who were being discriminated against by the white see they got racism in there by the white gay men who did not want these two transsexual or transgender um, black in their club in the first place. That's how that all really broke out. But then they convoluted with all this other stuff to make you seem like it wasn't about, uh, a, that it wasn't a racial thing that was created by gay white men in the club. In the club, I wish I knew the name, uh, oh, I wish I remember the name of that incident, but that's a little piece of the history that they always leave out. How did it really start? What was yeah, the Yeah, I think I know you're it? talking about. Yeah. I, what was I, I forget the name of that. I think I know the incident you're talking yeah. about too. Yeah. It's, um... yeah, and the thank you, sir. Thank you. And the real essence of it is that it was white gay men being discriminative towards. You see what I'm saying? They got a lot of. They have problems in their own house, and now we're gonna bring them in. So then, so then they can tell us about being homophobic and being against them, when in fact they have problems in their own house. And we acknowledge the problems in our own house too, right? We got problems. Black people have problems that we need to fix. We need to uh, get solutions to the whole nine yard. All right. Is it okay if I can add something and then I'm going to drop off the panel? 
Okay, um, add something, sister. You don't because, have to drop off if you don't want to now. You don't have to you don't have to, you don't have to run off and be like that now. <laughs> no. Well, Mr. Aaron Collins had spoke about, you know, with the with the other minorities. You see, I was in somebody else's chat and when this this individual said that, you know, there's Mexicans and Asians out there calling us the N-word. And I'm like, well, you're a lighter shade of brown. So how are you gonna call uh how you gonna call somebody the N-word? Like really? So it's not just, you know, quote unquote white people. There's some racist minorities up up in here. So there is no black brown coalition. That right there is a hoax. I mean, that is a damn lie. It's we don't have any friends. And as far as the empty bag, you said DACA and all that gotta win. We have no win right now. These people, this is what they do. They just hijack stuff. And then they get what they want. And then, excuse me, where is our check? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. like, um, I remember Information Man even did a, and I was there when he even did this um, particular live stream about the so-called Nolan Void Black and Brown Coalition. There was a time when the Mexican mafia had a green light on African-Americans, particularly here in Los Angeles. Aaron, you do you, Aaron. I have it on inside information, based on what I do. Uh, that that green light has never been lifted. See there? Still, there's still little slide things that happen. That, and 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 oh, that's yeah. something that never gets. None of your black pop. I've never have. I'm gonna ask everybody. Have you ever seen any of the black pop uh, politicians that represent? the West Coast, like a Maxine Waters. I know that the sister's been doing it for a lot of years. She was the one that broke the story about how the CIA was bringing drugs into South Central. So I gotta give her some respect. But overall, Mm -hmm. you don't hear a lot of our black politicians that represent us in California, out there in Washington, talking about how black people, and I did a video on this like a long, a couple years ago, how black people have been firebombed out of some of the housing project areas and parts of LA mm-hmm. by uh, these gangs that come over from across the border who are purposely mm-hmm. throwing multi-cocktails in the windows, burning them out. Uh, there's been situations where they have uh, gang uh, rituals. I know the neighborhood them, that happened in too. And there it is, brother. And then they yeah, also the neighborhood. have shot black men that yeah. were not part of gangs. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, the neighborhood that happened in with the firebombing is, is called Boyle Heights, which is a predominantly Latino neighborhood anyway. And I believe it was what, I think it was like Big Hazard or something. Anyway, but yeah, they want the blacks out. And this happened fairly recently, like I think maybe two or three years ago. They wanted a black family out of that particular apartment. And so they started firebombing. And, and, and the incident and then, then there was the other instance you were talking about, too. I, I have a little bit of knowledge on and on them in particular. So, yeah, Latino gangs out here have, have had a green light, which, which started from, like I said, the prison system. The, the Mexican mafia is said to be one of the, the most powerful gangs in the California penal system. And not only do they have their own green lights on us, but they also, and, and InfoMan, I know you know this 100%, that the, the Mexican mafia also has a, an alliance with the Aryan Brotherhood. So, well, the way they, it works, the uh, the Southerners align themselves with the Aryan Brotherhood over the drug trade. Mm-hmm. Who's going to control the drugs in the prison? The uh, Northerners will align themselves with the black gangs. In this case, would be the Black Guerrilla Family 
to control yep. once again the drug trade because of they both have an enemy in mind. The Northerners have an enemy in the Southerners, and the black gangs mm-hmm. have an enemy in the white supremacist group called yep. the Aryan Brotherhood. Now, uh, I'm I have never done a show about this, and I'm kind of worried whether I should. I know way too many things about these groups than I than, than a man should know. I've actually, and I've told you this before, I actually delve into the minds and have talked and dealt with these type of individuals up front. So most people get on here and they talk about it. I've actually have been dealt with these individuals. I know how they think, how they operate. I know their their systems and how they think in, 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 in the environment that I work in. And I'm telling you, and I, I maybe need to do a show about this. They are, mm-hmm. they are, they are, they have infiltrated all levels of our society. You got the shirt, mm-hmm. you got the white shirts. Those are the ones that wear the suits and the ties who don't have the tattoos on their body that are in our government, that are in our schools, that are having positions of authority. Mm-hmm. They're in the police department. Then you've got the soldiers on the ground, which are the ghost skins and the various different, what they call yep. disruptive groups. Oh, they're out there. That's why mm-hmm. the situation with Robert Fuller in Palmdale, California, people out there are not buying the bullshit that he just yep. hung himself because guess what? That area yep. in Lancaster is a known area to be a hot haven for these disruptive groups that I just talked about. They are hit, they are heavy down there. Yeah, one particular group, the Nazi lowriders, is actually a known, well-known skinhead group out here. Right, right. But not to get too far off topic, let me bring uh, the ghost back in so he can give us more wisdom and perspective. Are you there, brother? Yeah, I'm here. Um, um, I have confronted uh, Maxine Waters ever since the 90s. Every time she came on KJLH, Stevie Wonder Station, when Mr. Nelson was out here called the Car Nelson Show, he used to come on 4 o'clock in the morning time, and he lasted 6. I, commit, I confronted her on three or four different occasions, and I had to give her all props for the things she did with the Mercury Time News that exposed the uh, the CIA and the FBI and every damn body else, even the uh, National Guard, uh, for dropping weapons and drugs in football fields. I had to give her props for that. But the problem I had with Maxine Waters was she didn't see the uh, importance of having all these illegals coming and getting benefits who have never paid into the tax system and giving them more rights than over the citizens. And I was asking her, do you really believe that you would break a story that the Mercury News um, that was t- telling us the details and the blueprint of how this thing was done with the Contra War and the selling of uh, cocaine and bringing it into our community and then turning it into crack. Now we know crack uh, wasn't, uh, was a, uh, I would say, a uh, substitute for what was happening in New York City when people was freebasing. Now people was using baking soda and uh, cocaine way back in the 70s, but this new stuff that they put on the ground was so addictive. So I confronted her. I said, you know what? What make you think when you bring an extra anywhere from six to 10 million people in this country, who you think they go replace in jobs, especially when 
companies who we was outbidded by their low wages. They were going there and work for low wages. And who you think they was going to get rid of? I think, and this is just me personally, because I've been out here in California ever since the 90s. I live in the Gardenia and Torrance area. I don't hide from nobody. And yes, I know some of the things you know when it comes down to them gangs. A lot of people don't know the skinheads was this uh they main headquarters and, and they developed the skinhead was out here in San Bernardino County. That's how they got started. The skinheads. Now we're not talking about it in the south, we're talking right here in California. And so when you understand. There have been brothers and sisters who have confronted some of our black leaders from Mark Thomas to everybody else, but they shied away from that conversation with one slogan, where you can't let somebody divide us and, and, and then they win. Wait a minute. What you mean divide us? Everybody don't jump in front of the line over us. The LBG uh, and whatever alphabets, I call them the consonant. We gonna have the vowels. They can't have the vowels. We'll fight back if they try to get the vowel. But I'm talking them consonant people, the alphabet people who have the consonant. How in the hell did they become the front of the line of all the things that the black people have went through in this country? How did their agenda become number one? I just want to know that. And then when I asked Maxine Waters about the, the uh, brown people who come in, and then don't get me wrong, I don't have anything against people who come in this country and they come in here the right way. But when you go come in here and then you go come in here and get these jobs and then you go get in higher position, then you go hire your own. It, do you know how hard it is to get an apartment out here without talking to someone who's Spanish? The Spanish to have replaced the white man, and they are the gatekeepers for the white man. And the Spanish and the Asian people hang together out here to keep out the black man. So here we go again. We're in the back of the line again, and none of our people who we put in the office are speaking up for them. And when we confront them, the first thing they say, no, don't be doing the white man's job dividing and conquer no i i'm not dividing black people i'm talking about other people who came here who has not who has infiltrated our country who's using that chair in that seat in that classroom that we got a law here in california they had to be taught in their own language now it's gonna hold back our children because no child could be left behind and we suffer from every level from people who are integrated in this country and that just shows you that's my boy right there who uh out there and i don't know if that's the one from victorville or that's one for we got two hangers yeah. out here. Yeah, yeah, that's uh that's brother robert fuller from uh palmdale that's right yeah brother. we got one from palmdale we got one from victorville so that's the two brothers in the last week that has been found with a loose uh loose around their neck so uh, one thing i'm gonna tell you about black people we don't hang ourselves, you know. That's just number one. We don't hang ourselves, and we don't fuck around with mean dogs. We just don't. We, you know, these are two things that have been sicked on us ever since we've been in this country. And they say they got video of him hanging himself, but I have never seen any footage. Cause they say they got monitors from other uh, stores and stuff where he hung himself. So that that need to be showed to the family. But getting back to the point all of this because all of it ties in together you can never get away from the point 
because when it comes to suppressing black people in this country, African or whatever you want to call yourself, brown skin, yellow, uh, yellow, damn near white or whatever, we all suffer from the same dog bite. And so when we go get together as a unit and stop letting other people come in and hijack the Chicago Five from the uh, Black Panther Party, when they included themselves with the little hippies, that's when the trouble started with the Black Panther Party. As long as they was doing their thing and they were supported by our community, we was all right. But when they went into that peace, love, Chicago 5, Chicago 7, what the hell that Hugh Newton was in that court system, it, it turned into a mockery. And so what I'm just saying is we as black people, we're going to stop letting other people hijack our movements. And that's where the elders can come in and warn the young people. You're not just saying a slogan. You are promoting a company. You're right. You're right, brother. You're on the money there. Totally agree I with agree. you. I agree. I agree um, back to the basics. Now, he, now, the ghost was on the money there. I just was sitting back here and everything he was saying. Nothing. I could not refute anything he's saying. He's on 100% money. Uh, sister, back to the basics. You have any, uh, what do you think? This is my prediction. And tell me if you think I'm wrong or right. I believe that as more black people begin to awaken that this movement, well, let me just say the movement itself is one thing. Black Lives Matter has become the organization. The movement itself is not going to change for those people that are sincerely active because they're concerned about black people. But in terms of the organization structure or the organization itself, Black Lives Matter, I believe that once these black people that are sincere about what is in the best interest of black people realize that, that Black Lives Matter, those that are running it, in this area of all this inclusiveness and all this stuff, once they realize that it may not be what they think it is, I believe that the, the, there may be a cultural shift away from Black Lives Matter. And I think it's gonna happen because you're seeing before our eyes that it's morphed into this something else now. You've got, I mean, why, let me just say this to everybody. Have you ever thought that, wait a minute, when, when um, Trayvon Martin, was killed by that despicable piece of you know what and michael brown was killed and this movement started getting some momentum and like the ghost said it just it came out of nowhere but no it did not come out of nowhere nothing happens by happenstance gentlemen and lady and everyone listening everything happens because it's orchestrated to happen because like we said they have finances behind them and now they're taking it to another level now but, but in the beginning, it was mainly black people who were chanting Black Lives Matter. Then you had those in the government saying that it was a hate group. They were trying to demonize Black Lives Matter. So how did it all of a sudden overnight go from being a move, a, a organization or a movement which really consists of mainly black people to now being, when you look at what's happening now, it's mostly white people out there with the sign like you see on the thumbnail here and then you have white kids out there some of them some of them are anarchists some of them are out there as agent provocateurs that are going around spraying black lives matter on buildings knowing that when they do that 
then black people will get the blame while white people or white kids who are out there claiming that they're part of the movement can simply walk back into their white communities, drive in their cars back to their white communities that will see them as just a, a misunderstood youth while you, me, and your children will be bust upside our head and arrested and the key thrown away. Any thoughts on that? I got to drop off. And before I drop off, I got to drop off. Before I got to drop off, I'm going to let you know something. I got some tape I can give you. I went to a march about two weeks ago. And I spent about uh, eight and a half hours at the march. Black people, don't be surprised or don't be tricked about you seeing a lot of white people in this march because I got actual footage. Uh, once the march passed, some of the same white people that was in the march come back and tell the police, we sorry this got to happen to you. We love you. I actually got this shit on tape. Wow. I sit there and monitor it. I'm going to give it to you information, man. I got so many wow. things going on in my life. Wow. You can take the whole eight hours and dissect it for yourself. And you'll see sometimes when people are marching with you, they got a secret agenda. And just like you were saying, these are some of the people, the, the one who posed to burn down the uh, Wendy's in Atlanta, Georgia, was a white woman in a black cat suit. They're still looking for her ass. But then when you go on the news before this information got out, they make it seem like we are reckless, we are violent, and everything else. And just like you say, I uh, associated... I was associated with a couple people in that march that I streamed out. It was out there not to uh, champion for black people, but they was out there to push this thing in another direction. And when you see something in this tape that I got of these white people coming back, the same one you see marching down the street with the sign, coming back, telling the police, we sorry y'all got to go through this. We love you and we need you. Hey, brother, I appreciate you coming on board this late night. Thank you. Don't be a stranger as well, brother. Once again, uh, in July, we'll do the one-to-one -one on the other channel. That was brother, the ghost himself, OG, J Speed. Make sure y'all check out his channel. Let everybody know before you leave, brother, where they can find you, your channel, the whole nine yard, brother. I just want to let the people know I love you, black people. Uh, I want to keep my channel under 200, and every time I get over 200, I kill my channel. That's why a lot of you saying I don't know what happened to OG. One thing I found out for me, who's leaving this country, I found I can have more freedom to say what I need to say. If I really keep my channel on about 150, I'm not really scrutinized as a channel that's over. Because once you get 200, you pretty much start to be under the microscope and when you get a thousand you are really under the microscope so i try to keep my channel in about like 150 you can come over and check me out just hit the thumbs up when you like my my content but please don't subscribe please don't because i want to keep my channel under 150 i love you 
I've been devoting my life for the last 40 years of the 60 years of my life to help black people. So if you want to come over, it's the ghost OG J speed. But when you come over, please don't subscribe. And I know there's not any other content that will tell you this, but I'm telling you this from my heart. If you want me to have the freedom to say what I need to say, don't subscribe. Just hit the thumbs up. Love you. Peace. Love. Happy Father's Day. And we will all strive for the truth. All right, brother JSP, thank you for being here. And uh, brother, once again, you always drop the knowledge and uh, I really appreciate that. Here goes a good clap for you, brother, again. Most definitely, that's brother OG JSP in the house there. And um, well, uh, I know the brother said he, he wants his channel to be only 150, but I'm gonna tell you right now, whenever you're on these platforms, you're gonna be scrutinized either way. I get what he's saying. You get When you get more people, there comes more responsibility, more scrutiny on your channel. But guess what? I'm gonna tell y'all right now <laughs> to subscribe to the channel and also subscribe to the first channel, The Information Man Show, The Information Man Show. Um, Cause I, I, I already know that the minute you're on any social media and you're saying things that don't follow the narrative of the larger society, you're already, as a black man, you are already under scrutiny from the time you come out of your mother's wound to the time you crawl on the floor and you walk. We know this to be true because what do they do to us in schools? They start labeling young black children as learning disability, hyperactive, a, 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 a out of control youth. I've seen this stuff working with kids. so. We're automatically under scrutiny from the time we are born, whether we pick up this microphone on a, on a YouTube channel or anything, we are scrutinized left and right. But I respect the brother's principles. I respect what he had to say. And uh, like the brother said, just go over to the channel, like, uh, you don't have to subscribe because he wants to keep it at 150. That's his business. That's his prerogative. But I'll tell you what, if you go over there, you're going to learn something. You're going to get wisdom. He will be on my platform next month on the first channel, The Information Man Show, which you should subscribe to uh, if you have not. And um, I'm looking forward to it. Now, let me go over to, uh, to uh, I'm going to go to real Aaron Collins before we get close to conclusion tonight. But let me go over to Sister Back to the Basics. Any other thoughts that you have that are running through your mind, uh, young lady? Uh, yes, you asked a question. Uh, I do agree with your prediction that as people sort of, um, if they just visit the Black Lives Matter website, it's literally all on their page. So it's just a matter of them doing their own research. Once they find out like what their agenda actually is, then I do believe that they will separate from it. And that's my prediction for it. Right. I, I, I believe the same that there are black people who know what it is and they're with the program. There are black people that are probably in denial. Now I'm going to say this, this one right here. I believe that there's a hell of a lot of black people who have probably looked at their website and they're in denial of it simply because they're looking at the fact that it's got the word black and lives and matter and they feel like hey i'm gonna still rock with it because they're still in a they're still speaking 
to issues that I'm concerned about as it relates to police brutality. So I think there's a lot of black people that's riding with Black Lives Matter because of that part of it. And they're sort of uh, departmentalizing all the other, you know, they're putting it in a little department and saying, okay, that over there, uh, whether it, with, the, with, the, with the different sexuality, uh, I'm not riding with that necessarily. So that's over there, that, that ain't really me. I'm for the black stuff. So I bet you black people that are still rocking with the organization are looking at it in that way. Well, that ain't me. I'm going to still rock with, with, with what's, what's for black. So that's probably how some black people are dealing with it. That would be my guess. Real Aaron Collins, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, everyone's out. We're all confirming the same thing. Like I said before, it's really trendy. As a matter of fact, um, now that we're on that, I was um, actually walking on Hollywood Boulevard today, and I was um, when I got there, there between Highland Avenue and Orange, uh, it's two streets. Um, I noticed there was like this partition, like it was a, like a, a block, some descender blocks in, in the middle of the street, and that they had the traffic narrow. And I noticed I saw people taking pictures in this particular area. So I went and checked it out myself, did some investigating. And I saw these um gi- these giant letters that were like concreted into the street, like they were like they were like color, like they were decorating the street. And then I figured it out. And when I looked closer, it all spelled out "Black Lives Matter" in all giant, colorful letters in the middle of the street. And I thought to myself, this whole thing has pretty much taken off into a a, 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 like like um, Brother Speed was saying, into a business. It's like an, an advertisement almost. And I told you this last week, Info Man, that I'm, I'm taking a step back from these protests because I've been um, checking them out myself. And, and Jay Speed, he pretty much confirmed what, what I said. I'm like, wait a minute. This whole, it don't even feel right no more. It's like, are folks out here actually protesting or are they partying? And like, like, um, like, like back to basics was just saying, yeah, they come out and they can um, put up the signs and stuff. But truth be told, they're going to go right back to their little cozy, cushy neighborhoods somewhere out wherever they're from, where it's nice and safe, probably come from gated communities and they're going to be fine. We, on the other hand, well, we still have to go back to where we come from where it's not all that fine. So, right, brother. You, you're absolutely – let me uh, give complete kudos to what you just said. You're completely correct about that. Let me say salute to yeah. Jay Shine, randoms. Jay Shine, uh, peace to you, Jay Shine, for uh, coming in tonight. Yeah. And he's another brother that I uh, plan to interview next month as well after the uh, Brother Speed so I'm oh, yeah, that's my brother, Jay Shine. Yeah, I'm much love for that brother. A lot of love for that brother, too, as well. He's been supporting me on my Patreon. I, I got to give him a lot of love and kindness because uh, um, I'm going to be real busy in July getting to all the different interviews and people that I'm bringing on board. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, actually, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I've got more people subscribed to me on my first channel. Sometimes I get a, a pro- get a bigger crowd over there on occasion and i'll be honest with you man uh i've got 
a smaller number of people following me over here, but I'm actually enjoying, I was saying this to myself today, I'm actually enjoying what I'm doing on this channel more than I'm doing on the first channel. The first right. channel was more of my interview channel. Uh, every now and then I'll put some pre-produced videos, which I've got some, I've got some pre-produced videos coming for y'all. Uh, probably yeah. I'll probably launch that tomorrow, but, and then uh, every now and then I may go live on there and get into some issues. But I yeah. kind of like uh, what I'm doing over here. It's a different format. It's actually a little bit more fun, uh, actually. I like this kind of late night type of thing, you know, where I can talk about all the different news issues and what have you. And before I end uh, the show tonight, brother, I'm going to play a audio clip of a brother at a Baton Rouge City Hall meeting, and he is going right. in on them, and you're going to hear it raw here. This channel is going to be a little bit more raw uh, than the uh, than the first channel. So uh, I want to mention something real quick too. Yeah, go ahead. You you, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not going to play it now. I'm going to play it in the end of the program. But go ahead, Aaron. Okay. So yeah, um, like let's um keep this in in mind. Not only was it just Rob Fuller, I, mean, I think he was um in, in um participating in one of these protests. But let's not forget about Darren Seals and and brother Don Ye, who who are also connected. Black Lives Matter. See, well, these were brothers that were really on the front lines for our people, especially right. Darren Seals. And we know what happened to him. And he was actually part of the grassroots movement of what Black Lives Matter was. I'm not talking about this George, George Soros funded imposter that we see. I'm talking about he was really on the front lines and he right. lost his life before it. Well, Donye Jones, remember, brother, I. Um, I had I interviewed the mother, um, brother Maurice. Ex, I, I had a, a connection with with that brother who brought her on to the show to the program. Yeah, Maurice Muhammad, yeah, Maurice I remember Muhammad. that. Maurice Muhammad was the one that uh, contacted me and peace to him, uh, peace to that brother, and we brought her on the show, and it, it became a very emotional for me personally course for the mm -hmm. family what they're going through and then brother prophet of thought had a good very good interview with her and um they found donye jones hanging see people we, we can't forget the things that have happened to black people he was hanging mm -hmm. in the yard of his own house and his pants were pulled down in a very strange precarious manner there was a chair yeah. that was somewhere. The mother, and a mother knows their child. The mother said that she could sense that everything about it was wrong. Come to find out the police was stalking them, harassing them. They covered mm -hmm. it up. They covered up what happened to him. Come to find out the brother had everything to live for. He was uh, successful in moving into the real estate business. He had a real estate business that he was getting off the ground. There was no mental health problems, no depression. The brother was doing well. And why, and when, pe let me tell you something, when black pe when people commit suicide like that, black people don't, on an average, do things like hanging. Now, I did go over some medical data that talks about there is, there has been an increase in teenagers committing suicide and doing things to themselves. But I traditionally, but black people, we don't tend to have patterns of hanging ourselves. Even where I do work, I see young men trying to hang themselves, and oftentimes it's not a lot of black men. There have there are some that do make attempts, 
But that's a different situation because they're in an environment where they're depressed, they're isolated from family and loved ones. That's completely different than a young man who's out there living life, has a business, family's doing well, and he's got all to live, all to live for, like this young brother here with that incredible smile on his face. Okay? So I can understand people who do things to themselves when they're in a stressful environment that is tormenting them in some way or fashion versus someone who's out here living. These black men were hung purposely, and it's pretty much obvious to me that Dunye Jones, who lives out there in Ferguson area, where Michael Brown was shot holding his hands up, it's pretty obvious to me that the police has something to do with his killing because why would they be stalking the family? Remember she said that, real Aaron Collins? Yes, I do. I remember when she said that. And, you know, the thing that really, really irritates me about that whole thing and, and um, you and Maurice were also, Maurice Muhammad, were trying to even get this going, trying to get people like to take shifts, particularly brothers to take shifts to go and guard our house. I think he was saying that the only people that were guarding the house were some other sisters, and they had their weapons with them. And well, my thing is this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go ahead, brother. Where, where are all these so-called hardcore gangster brothers that, that, that run the hood and stuff like that? See, I, I get on stuff like that. That that's what get, gets my goat. I mean, right. if right. that's one thing that really just irritates the hell out of me, is for all these cats to sit up there and talk about how hard they is and they got swag and they they um, run shit, but they ain't no way to be found. And it's time to really put in some work. Well. One of the things that disturbed me about that originally, brother, and you remember this, that I believe Maurice Muhammad was making attempts to try to see if he could get the nation to get involved in the security. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, and I'm not going to set up here and put any bad name on anybody, but there was something, there was something that happened. Let's just say the security that the family needed just wasn't what we thought it would be. And, um, if I'm not mistaken, they said that they were in the process of trying to move out of the house because they needed to get out of the house. She didn't want to live there because of the memories and because of the tormenting and the harassment of the police department in that community. Now, this is the thing. There's a new black mayor in Ferguson. It wouldn't it be nice if that mayor would use her powers, her authority to reopen his case and see if they can solve it. You got a black woman in office now. You got a black woman in office. What do you think? Back to the basics. A hot mess. That's all I'm going to say. It's just a hot mess. It's a hot mess, sister. But with Ferguson having their first black mayor, it's a sister. Wouldn't it be a smart thing for her to use her mayoratory powers to reopen the case because mayors control the police departments? Shouldn't they look into this? Because if I'm not mistaken, they've never given the family satisfactory information. It's all yes, been, sir. She, all she should. Scared. I mean, what's the sense of this? Is my thing. What's the sense of having black politicians and electing them 
if they can't execute what we want when the majority of the people that put her in office were black. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest about it, you know? Is it that she can't execute or is it that she won't execute? Well, I don't want to I don't, I don't want to indict the sister. She just got in the office. But so I don't even know. Let's I'm going to be fair here. Okay. I don't even know if anyone from the community has even brought it to her attention to say, hey, sister, open this case up. To be quite honest with you, if I'm not mistaken, the family hasn't really gotten a lot of support from the community. And remember, they believe that Donye Jones's death, his hanging is a result of her activism during the Ferguson situation with Mike Brown, that it was a, 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 a payback for being involved because remember there are several activists that were involved in that movement which the black lives matter doesn't even talk about these people on their damn website isn't that a disrespect the individuals that laid down the groundwork of protest many of the activists were found mysteriously dead and then all of a sudden her son ends up hung from a tree and she believes it was because of her activism in the case of Michael Brown during the Ferguson's uh, protest. What are, your, what are your thoughts? Again, I mentioned Darren Seals found burned up in a car. You did mention that, Aaron. You're absolutely right. I'm not trying to overlook what you're saying, brother. But don't you think that all of those things that are happening makes the young man's death uh, look very suspicious, suspicious given that his mother was highly visible and known in that movement. But yet after this, after all the dust settled and her son mysteriously, mysteriously ends up hung from a tree, that all of a sudden she's saying that she's not getting the support that she should get, that she feels that she was hoping that she would get in the community. And the police have not given satisfactory answers and also feeling harassed. Those are the things that she brought up during the interview or during the time that I saw her in, on my channel and Brother Prophet of Thoughts channel when he interviewed her. So I, I'm bringing this back up tonight because we cannot forget, we're talking about George Floyd, Aubrey, Maude Aubrey, and all the folks that have lost their life in this situation. But we should not uh, forget brother Donye Jones and I should have had a thumbnail picture of him to put up here and that is my apology I, I didn't even know that we I would just organically start talking about this brother it was because you Aaron Collins brought it up and it shook something in the brain there any other thoughts brother or sister I would say that's a damn shame that she's not getting the support you know, from the community and that, that happened to her son. I don't have any children, so I don't know what that feels like. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. She was going through it. And what, what I'm very proud of, I'm very proud of the fact that we did a, we did a, we had people calling the, the, what happened is the coroner was not, was being funny with the information. And so I, I, I got, I got on my channel several times um, encouraging people to call the uh, coroner's office 
everything, putting put pressure on the police department. And I'm gonna be honest, I really still to this very day don't feel we got a lot of we we got a lot of support from from YouTube for what happened. They came over to the channel, but I still don't think that we got as much support as we should have. Because what happened um, back to the bases, you might not be aware of this. We were calling for everybody on black YouTube to rally around this issue. And there were those that did. Prominent YouTubers got involved, but there were, it still in my estimate, was not enough support as it should have been in my opinion. I have high expectations for our people when it comes to shit like this. When it comes to simply saying, the sister simply telling you, call the, the police and make a complaint. Call the coroners and demand that they uh, give a proper report. You know, just basic stuff like that, you know? And we got my man, Art, coming on. Art, I'm getting ready to bring you in, so get this, have your sound right. Um, no background sound, if you, anything like that, brother. Just make it nice and smooth as you can as I bring you in. Hopefully everything is sounding good and dandy where you are. And we got my man Art New Style in the house. Let me give you a clap, brother. This is brother Art New Style TV. If you don't know him, check out his channel, Art Style New T T TV. He's an artist, a professor, teacher. The brother is brilliant, brilliant mind. And with that said, I must give him the ultimate clap. Yes. Information is power. Brother Art, New Style TV, welcome to the to the Information Man Speaks podcast. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Get the get, get your sound together, brother. Sound very important. Oh, eating these chips. Oh no, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm I'm on. Okay, I'm gonna have to mute you because over here, the sounds got to be together. This is radio style, brother. Tonight, so let's try it again, brother Art. I'm gonna give you another clap because I love you. Let's bring the brother back in. I think his sound is going to be better than it was before. I want to hear what he's got to say. Come on, Art. Get it together I was, now. I was crushing up paper and pretend like I was chewing to tell a joke to make light of things. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so triggered, you know. But, all right. Uh, well, I love, but, I, I, look, I love what you're all about, brother Art. I love what you're all about. But go right, go right ahead. I'm just being funny style, which is late night. Hey, I'm, I'm actually enjoying doing these late night streams. I feel... I, I'm actually enjoying this channel more than my first channel. I, for some reason, I, I like this format better. But go right ahead. Go right ahead, brother. Yeah, I was in and out because I'm over here trying to prepare because my first day of school is tomorrow for the uh, college. But, um, yeah, man, I, I, I thought about it, too. I don't know if anybody touched on it yet, but a lot of the trans uh, uh, murders are usually from their relationships. You know, you know more than cop killings you know so i don't know why they try to put that in there in the same light as what we're going through you know those situations where they are in a relationship and then the guy finds out that the person is really a dude and he gets upset and he goes crazy and you know there's a lot of a lot of that a lot of murders coming from that right and and, and, and let me say this i don't think the murder of anybody I don't condone murdering people, but you're absolutely right. Nobody really looks at that part of it that a lot of times when these things happen, well, let me just say this. Uh, 
it appears or it seems like when these things happen that it is a situation like you said where there's some sort of relationship or you met the guy in the club he thinks that the person is a biological woman he may find out that it's not a biological woman and then bad things happen now not condoning killing someone then you're right then a lot of times it's relationships where the person knows what the person is and it becomes a domestic relationship that becomes uh dangerous for example how many of you realize and brother art you probably noticed already that a lot of domestic uh abuse in relationship is very high within the gay community particularly within the lesbian community where you have two women together do you know that there's high there's a high numbers yeah where female to female violence is very high in relationships in the uh, lesbian community where you have other lesbian women that are very uh physically abusive to the other female that's and that's very high matter of fact it's it's uh, actually um competing with man on female but right. nobody, nobody talks about it brother nobody talks about it because that's since uh that's right after the uh, same-sex uh marriages where they were going around different states that's when it really you know went up like way up and then also the reason why i brought up that whole thing with the uh, the trans people is because if they wanted to hijack something or attack their their struggles on something they should go to these women marches they should go because they the women marches go they do they do talk about domestic violence the domestic abuse so okay. i think it'd be more of that because over here because if you think about the whole uh what's his name yard rustin and and james baldwin they yes. were black first they didn't go ahead and put their their orientation in front of martin the king saying hey hey martin what about the gay struggles too they know they you know they wouldn't go for that back then and then well, yeah, i'll go ahead fam no, I want to say I have someone in the uh, Periscope chat room. Uh, did she something? 69 says all lives matter. Oh, well, yeah. that's let me just say this. That's uh, that's obvious that people life matter. But the last time I check, it ain't all lives. That's, it's not all lives that's being killed. It's black people's lives that are being killed by the hands of police. So therefore, when black people make that statement that came out of, you know, this organization in this org, when this organization was originally founded, and I thought it was about, as I said to everybody before, when I came on earlier, I thought it was about uplifting uh, black people, you know, black family, as you see there, uh, black man, black woman, and what's happening to us, it's morphed in something else, that we're the ones that continue to be the ones on the streets being violently uh, impacted by police. That's why we say, or, or what has been said as Black Lives Matter, which when I first was digging the organization, I thought it was about black man and woman, what's happening to us specifically because other organizations have people that speak for their, their issues, their situation, this is why we have to stay focused on what's happening to black people because this is what's happening to us. Listen to the audio. Please. 
So that's an example of what I just played there of what is happening to black men and black women have been impacted as well on these streets. It hasn't been, you don't, you're not hearing white men being taken out. You're not hearing Asian men being taken out like this or women. You're not hearing, seeing other ethnic groups being taken out like the way we've been taken out. And you have organizations that have been in place for a long time that have been a that have been championing issues and fighting for gay rights and for people of the transgender community as well. But however, as I said tonight, and I'm going to hold to that point, within the gay community, you do have people within their community that harbor racial uh, thoughts that are racial, that are racist. And I've seen and I've heard gay black people make mention of the racism that they have experienced within the gay community, particularly coming from the white gay community as Michael Sam, the football player, has stated to us that he got more racism and impact from the white gay community than he ever got from black people coming down on him because he was gay. Now let me add this. Black people have had gay people in our community and in our families for decades whether it be in the church, whether it be in our schools, whether it be a gay uncle, gay cousin, we have gay people in our community. And so when I get tired of us always being labeled as homophobic, when we have black people who know that there are black people that are gay, that we have, we may not agree with their lifestyle, but we don't persecute them. No, do we accept their lifestyle? I gotta be honest, no, we don't accept their lifestyle. Do we want them to change their lifestyle? Honestly, yes, we do but we're not hating on them to the point that we're trying to take their life wholesale. Not all black people are doing that, like Billy Porter was talking about, not all of us. Some of us have our issues, like we have issues with all other issues of things in life. We People that we don't like, people that we like, that's that's life, right? We, got, we know for a fact that black people love Luther Vandross. We have black entertainers that we've known for years, like Little Richie, that were gay. Hell, even Prince was sort of, uh, what, bisexual or, and we loved Prince. So this whole ideology that we have a hate, because I know someone's gonna say, oh, you're, you're bashing. No, we're not bashing. Simply examining what is happening to Black Lives Matter. What is it morphing into? And how do we as black people simply want an organization that speaks to our singular needs? How does it, how does it fit in, fit with us as it's morphing into this whole rainbow bright, this whole everything to the universe, everyone, and it brings into play people's sexual preferences and sexual identities into a movement that originally started because there were black men like Trayvon Martin. I'll say it again, like Trayvon Martin. and black men like Mike Brown, hands up. Who's, hands up, don't shoot. Before I conclude tonight, guests that I have on, great guests. Aaron Collins, you have any 
last statements that you want to make for tonight, brother? You know, um, as, as we've all stated before, I don't know how many times we got to put this out there, Info Man, but all we literally have is us. I mean, I don't see why we don't seem to get that point. Why do we have to? Why do we have to always be the ones to be all inclusive, and and everyone goes and this whole rainbow coalition? I mean, I believe we really do need to practice a little bit of selfishness. We really do. And I know some people may have take up issue with what I just said, but um, it's paramount. It's really paramount. I mean, I said this that when. 45, you know, the big the orange guy in the White House first got and first got um voted in. I already said this that him being in office should have been the catalyst for us to get up. And when I say that, that should have been the fire to collectively light up under the black community's ass to get up and mobilize and strategize and do something. Because see, under the last eight years of the former administration, we got lax. We got sorry. We let our guard down. And we saw what happened there. So now that um, we got this guy in office, that should be um, a, a, a good reason to get up and do something. See, we need to be um, like, you know, like a diamond goes to a roughing period. Right. That's what we need to be. We need to be those diamonds, and we we need we need a shaking up. See, because see, that's the only way we gonna behave. We gonna get our shit together. We we need to um, shake up. So I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that happened because see, not only did it, it shake things up, but it also exposed a lot of stuff too. See, a lot of people think that um, well, once he got in office, they they thought that um. Oh, yeah, we back on top. No, actually, what it did was actually you showed your entire hand. Like you ever play a game of cards and you see the other player's hand. That's basically what happened. We saw the, the play that they're about to make. So now we need to move accordingly to that play. I totally agree with you, brother Aaron Collins. You made very on point statements. Please hang on the line still, brother. Uh, I was listening to you, and you made a very powerful point. Let me go over to back to the basics if she's still on and get anything that she wants to add as we come to conclusion. And at the conclusion, before I end the program, I want to play y'all something from this brother in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and he got into the city council's ass. Go ahead. Uh, back to the basics, sister. I just like to say uh, thank you for allowing me to speak on your platform first and that I agree with uh, with what brother Aaron Collins said. You see the key word that he used that I was listening to, he used the word mobilize. You see, mobilize is a word that is used when there is people who are mobilizing and they are about to engage in warfare. And just like he said, whenever 2016, when that election went down, 
Yeah, that that definitely should have happened. But now that, hey, it's 2020, we definitely need to be mobilizing because you see this race war has already started. It just hasn't gotten to the point for the powers that be to really come down on martial law yet, but it's already started. And some people are late to the party. If you haven't gone to the range and shoot, you're wrong. If you haven't linked up with someone to go to, to the range and shoot, you're wrong. Mm. You're mm. dead wrong. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. wow. And it's also wow. psychological warfare. All these tactics that, that, that the enemy is, is coming at us with. It's a race war. It's already started. People are like, well, you know, you know, I, and I, I, I have said it, you know, before in the past too. Well, you know, they want a race war. Well, it's already here. Wow! 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 So, if you haven't gotten your mind right, you need to get your mind right. You need to be your own advocate. As far as this brown, black, and brown coalition, it ain't happening. And as we mobilize for war, you know, there's going to be a separation of who is for us and who is against us. Oh, there's going to be a separation of who's cooning and who's not. So just stay tuned. (laughs) Now, you're you're uh, you're right. You're right, sister. Let me go over to uh, Brother Art Styles TV and get his uh, his last impressions for tonight. Are you there, brother? Yeah, you had me on mute. <laughs> oh, God, I had you on mute. Yeah, I had. I put the little uh, picture that you had up there on the screen for people to see earlier. Yeah, uh, that was me, very let me, important. Let me, let, me, uh, let me take this down and, and let you explain what this is all about. Go ahead. Yeah, because uh, I have to, you know, I have to uh, give credit to Obsidian, even though he was trying to irritate people. He was pretty much asking people, what are you doing about it? Even though we complaining about what this whole BLM is about. So I'm like, you know, I, you know, so these, these some people in your frat, uh, Infoman and my frat mm-hmm. that, that wearing black suits and pretty much putting the, the uh, message that black men matter. Right. And other people, you got men and women wearing all black saying, uh, black family matter. So what you're going to have to do is just, kind of like well not kind of but you're going to have to take away that because what if you think about it they use their message to take away what we're really trying to okay, say his audio is going out folks are you still there you brother know? art go ahead go ahead you know? they're you using... you're borfing brother let me stop that right there see if you can fix the uh sound i'm going to open it back up for you again once more let's go How about now okay that sounds better go go ahead brother what they're using, they're using our our message and trying to morph it into theirs. We got to remorph it back into ours. And so, I, you know, like we had a lot of the sisters back, you know, in, in I guess in these spaces saying that they don't have enough uh, men protecting them and stuff like that. Well, here's your chance to, uh, you know, start calling that spirit back. Because right. they, the weakness of that BLM movement is straight feet, straight sisters, straight black females. They're the ones that could take it to them where they have no no defense. Because when the brothers come out, then you know when the brothers start coming out and speaking out, then they start playing victim. You know, but if you if if the whole family come out all hands on deck, 
then basically they, they, they sort of like hide behind people. And one last thing, I don't, you know, based on the things that are taking place and you're looking at the founders, I don't think those founders are writing policies, taking it to the White House and putting it into the Congress and the Senate. Somebody else is doing that for them. I mean, let's keep it real. And I think the part two is that this stuff was already, if you're throwing the name George Soros out there, I mean, he not he's not just going to throw money at stuff. He's going to design it so that you can come in and take and then uh, take your part. Right. So, so people have to really start thinking about this, you know. So that's that's the last. I just want people to start look having some common sense about this and really uh keep your eye on the prize. And okay, but now, now before you go, brother Art, let me put this up here. Earlier in the program, I played the audio. This is all coming out now, but this is something that happened years ago, and she's hoping that she gets her pension back, that the mayor out there in Buffalo, New York, will reinstate her pension back. But that's the sister, uh, Sister Horn, right here is a picture of her when she was a police officer in Buffalo, New York. This particular cop she worked alongside tried to harm this man in the in the middle side there, uh, Brother Neil, uh, and uh, damn near choked him to his life being gone and she stopped him. Well, as a result of her doing that, they keep telling us about there's good cops out there and all they gotta do is do what they gotta do and they'll be fine. Well, she was a good cop that tried to stop this man and guess what? He got a, he got accommodations, brother, and she got what? Fired, let go from the police force. She was one year away from getting her pension and retiring and they took it all from her just like that. She was one of the good cops out there who actually did something about it and got mistreated. Uh, and right now she's coming to the news because of all that has happened. And they're saying that she's hoping or fighting because she's a fighter to get her pension back for what they did to her. Because what she did was she kept a man alive and she's still in contact with the brother that she actually in a way saved his life. So when these media people keep talking about, well, cops, uh, where, where's all the good cops at? And good cops can do this and that and change everything. No, she was a good cop and they made her pay a price for stopping a bad cop. What is your thoughts on that, brother? Yeah, she should be one of the people that uh, helped behind the movement that I suggest. Because matter of fact, you know, she was on the other side trying to help one of us or just anybody that was innocent in the process. So therefore she would be a good face to put there to counter what's going out there as far as the propaganda. Right. You know, she would be the best one because that's a sister, you know what I mean? And she got grandchildren she attends to from what I hear. Right. You know? So shout out to Prophet of Thought for bringing that up a few weeks ago. Because mm -hmm. I think she was supposed to be one of his guests on this show. On his show. Yeah, I would love to talk to that sister. I'm gonna have to get in contact with Prophet of Thought and see after he gets an interview with her if I can uh, bring her on my platform. I want to talk to that sister. So that's, that's and I know he's kind of out there in that area, or he's, now Prophet of Thought is in the, is he in the Midwest or the East Coast area? He's in, uh, I think, North Carolina. But okay, he's, okay. But he's from New York, by the way, of Atlanta, I believe. Okay, so he's probably got some connections in New York that could help him get, that helped him to get in contact with her. I, I, I would imagine, and plus, Prophet of Thought, I, I, I think he, I think he, I remember him telling me that that's the content that he exclusively used to do only, which was reporting the things that police were doing. And he worked in radio as well. So he's probably, you know, he's got the contacts to, to bring people on the program. 
Um, but once again, I, I thank you all for being here tonight. Any last, any any words? I don't like saying last words, but any words that anyone wants to uh, wants to say before I put an end to this? I'm going to play this uh, audio that should be a treat for everyone to hear how this brother got all over this damn council, this city hall in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Go right ahead. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Info. And, uh, and, pl- and people, please do not uh, leave the uh, channel. I mean, what, what Information Man is about to play is really worth watching. It's really worth watching. I need to check it out. Right. I don't have the, the visual. I do have a copy of the visual of it, but I'm going to play the, play the audio. So, everybody, I'm about to play this. Aaron, you got anything you want to say? Back to the basics. Anything you want to add as I get ready to play this? Yeah. Yeah, as usual, um, information man. I, I appreciate you always inviting me. Um, yeah, you know what? Um, I gotta give it to you, but yeah, I think these um late streams are are, are magical. I mean, it's just something about these really late streams. It's like a lot of people are up and just relaxed, and they just just need something to, to, to just kick back and unwind to. And right. what 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 better way to do it than to kick back into something that's knowledgeable? And educational, and at the same time, fun for our people too. At the same, you know, right? I'm gonna so I'm 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 keep it going, but stay on the panel because I want to get you, uh, your impression, your all your impressions of the audio that I'm about to play for everyone to hear. Um, I thought that what the brother said was very important, so we're gonna get ready to get this brother. I'm gonna pull it up right now. Hang on for a moment, folks. Information is power. Next. So I had intended to get up here and talk about how racist Robert E. Lee was, but I'm going to talk about you, Connie. Sitting over there shopping while we're talking about Robert E. Lee. This is a picture of you shopping while we talking about racism and history in this country. Only white members of this board got up while we were up here talking too, because you don't give a damn, and it's clear. But I'm gonna tell you what the slaves, my ancestors said about Robert E. Lee, since you don't know history, sister. Let me tell you that they said when he got the plantation, after he got off the field where 27,000 people died at Gettysburg, Connie, Robert E. Lee was a brutal slave master. Not only did when he whooped the slaves, he said, lay it on them hard. After he said, lay it on them hard, he said, put Brian on them, sort of burn them. That's what Robert E. Lee did. And you set your arrogant self in here and sit on there shopping while the pain and the hurt of the people of this community is on display. Because you don't give a damn and you should resign. You should have resigned two years ago when you choked a white man in his house. You should have resigned two weeks ago when you got on TV and said foolishness. And you should walk out of here and resign and never come back because you are the example of racism in this community. You are horrible. Now to the rest of the board. You have an obligation to the people of this community. And 81% of them are black. And do you need a Klan rally outside, Mr. Godet, before you end it? Because holding it up means that you put that building in jeopardy. You do, sir. Because all over the country, they're burning stuff down. And black folks in this city have stood with protesters. I ain't seen you elected officials out there with them, making sure that nothing goes south in Baton Rouge. It's been folks in this community who give a damn 
not just when it's comfortable, but every time. And four years ago, we came down here. Mr. Drake, they say you're a good man. Be a good man. Black folks say you're a good man. White folks say you're a good man. Your legacy is attached to tonight, brother. Your legacy. Now, let me say to the black members of the board, it's the most solidarity I've seen out of y'all in forever. Let's keep that. Let's stand on this moving forward. Because we don't need to apologize for Connie, Evelyn. She showed you who she was when she was sitting next to you while you were talking shopping. You don't need another example. Now, when do we as Baton Rouge stop being in 1856? If you want to name the building after somebody, how about PBS Pinchback, the first black governor of the state of Louisiana, when he was governor during Reconstruction? You want another name? Oscar Dunn, who was the lieutenant governor of the state of Louisiana in the 1860s that gave the right for Darius Lannis and Don Collins and, and Evelyn Ware Jackson and Tramiel Howard to get here. You want to name it after somebody from Reconstruction? Name it after the people who fought for abolition of slavery. If you want to name it after somebody, honor the right people, the people who are on the right side of history. But it's your ancestor that the school is named after. So you're holding on to your heritage. But we built this joint for free. Thank and we've you. done begging you to do what's right. Thank you, sir. Next. Information is power. You are listening to Information Man Podcast. The Information Man Podcast can be heard on nine major platforms on the second YouTube channel as well. Information Man Speaks Podcast. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, CastBox, SoundCloud, and finally, Spreaker. Okay, everybody heard that in the chat room. I told you I had a treat for y'all near the end of the program. I, before I go, because I'm having a good time tonight, I want to get all three of the guests on the panel's impressions of the audio clip. Please, someone, uh, let me, uh, I got to meet someone real quick because I got to keep this real smooth tonight. I want to get all three impressions of the guests on the program tonight. And I want to get the impressions of people in the chat room, so I will be putting your statements on the screen. So let's start off with Brother Arts and work it all the way down to Brother... Um, well, no, let me go with ladies first. Let's go with ladies first. Let's go with back to the basics. What is your honest opinion and thought about what you just witnessed and heard there, sister? Well, damn right. We built this shit for free, just like he said. He was right in what he uh in everything that he said. And as far as that lady that he addressed, let me t- let, let, let me clarify something. That's not my sister. That's a coon. You're not my sister. And that's what I have to say on that. Well, uh ain't nothing wrong with uh speaking your mind. 
And uh, I, I completely enjoyed hearing the brother get into their asses out there. I thought it was very appropriate, all the things that he had to say. Let me go over to uh, Brother um, Art Newstyle. Let me unmute him. Come on in, brother. What is your thoughts? I know I know that you're aware of this audio already, so you you can definitely di- diagnose it. But give me your your best your best stuff, brother. Well, this is you know this is probably the best thing. Can everybody hear me well? Oh yeah, you sound great. I love when the sound comes out nice, because then that means that I can port this over to the other platforms. Very excited about that. Go ahead, brother uh, Art. This would be the best thing for those young folks that keep saying that. History is not important and it doesn't do anything for anyone. This guy pretty much talked about what was going on today and what they were doing that was unfavorable. And then later on, he brought receipts of history as far as suggestions of what they should name things, people after and why. You know, a lot of young folks don't have that kind of argument. They just want to just, you know, start something from new and hope that people buy into it. But this dude came with some thunder and it was kind of hard to dispute. That's why you didn't hear too many people interrupted. You know, so I'm, I'm like, hey, man, this is uh, I hope people take a page out of that and see that if you have like thousands of brothers and sisters that do say these kind of things, then you definitely will be heard. Right. Right, brother. Right, right, right. Wow. As I get close to conclusion, uh, Art, we got to do this some more. Uh, uh, brother Art, definitely you are one. You are a person, an individual on these YouTube streets that I trust, brother, and definitely want to get you in, in into the fold with what I'm doing over here on this channel. Uh, and, I, and from time to time, uh, I haven't even started opening up the phone lines. I'm going to start adding that as another part of the program to let people uh, call in. I'll be bringing special guests in by phone, people that I know personally, people that I know that are doing uh, great things out there in the community as well. But uh, brother, uh, real Aaron Collins, uh, brother, the, my man out there on the streets of uh, Southern California, like Art, that sees the things that are going on. What was your impression of <laughs> that? Was in Baton Rouge at a council meeting, and he called them out, brother. What is your thoughts? Oh yeah, he definitely went down the war path, and rightfully so, because um. A lot of these city councils are filled with basically buck dancing, shucking and jiving coons who re- re- want to just kowtow and bow down, um, a.k.a. the Congressional Black Caucus. But anyway, that's another story. But, um, yeah, he, 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 he pretty much laid it all down. Let, let them know. Y'all basically, you, you want to sit up there, get in on our people's votes, but you're going to sit on your ass and allow them to do what they do to us? Oh, hell no. So, yeah. Um, kudos to that brother. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, let's check some of the folks in the chat room and see what they were saying. I may read off a few things and get your opinion. We got a Miss Mohawk. I've originally hit that like button, she says. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Uh, oh, wait a minute. We got my man King Wage. The Life of King Wage. I like that title. Life of King Wage. It sounds like a movie, a 
some kind of production. He has that, that's a really cool name. I like the way you changed that, Kingway. He says, "I hear you, fam. Doesn't stress over it, fam." So they're folks are talking to each other and having a good time in the chat room each other. Okay, Pacific Standard Time and East Coast Standard Time always have a spotlight. No one cares about Central Standard Time. Even major events are focused on those time zones. That's Brother Alexander coming in there strong with his statements. They're having a, a good little conversation in the chat room. But um, everybody in the chat room, if you heard the audio, uh, put a one in the chat room if you think the brother was absolutely right in what he was saying. And if you put a two, get the hell out of here. <laughs> because nobody should be putting a two in there. He was absolutely 100% correct in the things that he said. So uh, let me see. Let me see what someone writes. I want to get some comment. Okay, everybody's putting ones in there. And I know it's late across the country for some folks. So I'm about to put a crescendo on the podcast tonight. I thank everybody for being here. My guests that were here. Uh, let's see who I had tonight. Real Aaron Collins came in tonight. Back to the Basics was here tonight. Of course, Art New Style TV was here tonight. Make sure you check out his channel. Then we had OG uh, J Speed. And he also goes by the name Ghost. With all his wisdom, he came through in tonight to uh, break it down. And I, I really appreciate it. Everybody, everybody gets a clap. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Information is power, everybody. Tell the truth. You're listening. You have been listening to the Information Man Speaks podcast. You are listening to Information Man podcast. So I thank everybody that was here tonight. Uh, get some rest, everybody. Tomorrow's another day. Uh, do me the biggest favor if you can. Do me the biggest favor if you can and share the video by all means in your social media. Now, let me uh, give you a little bit of breakdown here. You can find me on Twitter at Clinton06. If you want to follow me on Twitter there, you can certainly follow me on those on that particular platform. And, uh, hell, I would appreciate uh, your support, you coming over and supporting the channel on that platform, supporting the channel, because I do go live. Occasionally, I'll go live with exclusive content that goes straight to Twitter exclusively in Facebook. So make sure you check out my Facebook page, Information Man Show, and the second Facebook page, which is Information Man Podcast, which is another Facebook and the uh, page that I have in the Information Man Show, which is the first channel. But I'm really enjoying what I'm doing over here, and the folks that have given me great support has been fantastic. Now, let me do this right here. If you want to follow me on Instagram, of course, you can find me at the usual Instagram channel, which is Information Man Show. But I also have a second Instagram uh, page, which is called Information Man Podcast 06. That is a uh, Instagram IG page that specifically is tailored for the podcast as well. Um, then I want to say thank you to all. Peace to all of you for being here tonight in the morning, wherever you are, late, late. And most importantly, share this in all of your social media. Um, this is a video that I may, may not put in Facebook because Facebook is highly scrutinizing the criteria for you dropping your video on the, I'm talking about in the groups. So if you're, so groups that I'm a member of on Facebook, you know, Facebook is so funny style. 
Now tonight I wasn't hating their criteria. I wasn't I wasn't giving hate speech. I acknowledge that people have the right to their sexual preference. We were simply giving a critical analysis as it relates to this thing called Black Lives Movement as it's starting to bring, or it has been bringing other people in who have their own agendas. That are, Those agendas are now being blended into Black Lives Matter. And the question is, I'm simply trying to wonder and understand what is really going on and how this is going to impact a movement that I thought was really about black people, particularly black men, because they've made a lot of their success off of the backs of dead black men. And I'm gonna say it again, why do black men have to be dead before we celebrate them? And it would be nice, it would be great, I would say, if the Black Lives Matter could revamp their website to give some single focus on what is happening to black men and black women, a single focus on an issue because Black Lives Matter would not even exist as an organization, even though we know that this was been orchestrated by George Soros and the corporations have gotten involved in it, but they still would not have made their bones without there being black men. In this case, unfortunately, black men that are dead. That's a goddamn shame. You are listening to Information Man Podcast. Now, let me take that off of there. Once again, say thank you to all the guests that were on. I appreciate everyone's support tonight. Make sure you share the video. And uh, we let it do what we let it do. Everybody, good night. Take care of yourself. Peace. Peace to Brother Art Newstyle. Peace to Back to the Basics. Peace to Real Aaron Collins. Peace to everybody. I appreciate everybody being here. Good night. as well information man speaks podcast spotify anchor apple podcast google podcast podbean castbox soundcloud and finally spreaker once again happy father's day to all the black fathers out there we are the best fathers in this planet, in this world, in this country we call America, and that's been backed up by data. Black men are the greatest fathers, as far as I'm concerned, and the data does back it up.
You are listening to Information Man Podcast. Tell the truth. The Information Man podcast can be heard on nine major platforms on the second YouTube channel as well, Information Man Speaks Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, CastBox, SoundCloud, and finally, Spreaker. Information is power. <laughs> Jack leg creatures. In the White House, I'm not going to say his f- name.
You are listening to Information Man Podcast. You are listening to Information Man Podcast. Information is power. Information is power. <laughs> 